Yo, so I want to tell you guys about the Pleasant Underground, which I don't know where these shows are going to be happening, but I know they're going to be happening. We're, um, basically, the guys, I don't know. It's a little bit too hot over at the house venue, but it's it was a house venue in Ferndale, and I know the guys who book it, and it's more of like a production company, to be, to be honest, because they are constantly booking shows at different venues around the metro detroit area so i'm going to tell you some of the shows they have coming up um friday august 20th they have the overlooked galaxy news radio labor day weekend um saturday the 21st there is a comedy show um saturday the 28th we have cedar street jen's apartment and escape route and um for like i said if to keep up on where those shows are going to be happening just follow the pleasant underground on instagram and facebook and updates will be coming as they have them. But really cool guys, really some of the most hardworking people in the scene. And um, hit them up for booking as well. You know, send them a message. Um, yeah, because there's only big things ahead for these guys. And I'm, I'm lucky to be friends with them. Um, so, yeah, check them out. So this episode, as um, it, you mean everyone we know. Ben Leibsch from You, Me, and Everyone We Know. That's back on the podcast. Um, if you've never listened to this podcast before, uh, this is a music, DIY music podcast. I'm a musician. I have a band. I started this podcast because I wanted to meet friends in the music scene, and it's turned into this whole thing. Um, you know, I like giving musicians a platform to talk about their music, what inspires them, because that's what I find interesting in my own life. Um, so I don't really prepare for these because I don't really have to, because I just generally have curiosity towards the subject because I'm literally obsessed with it. I'm literally obsessed with trying to make it the music scene. And I'm, I feel a kinship towards other people who share that affliction, if you will. Um, so it's really easy for me to just to talk for hours with other musicians. And that's what this podcast is. Um, this is a really long episode because I grew up listening to You Mean Everyone We Know in high school and saw them at Warp Tour. Um, back in it was at Comerica Park. Don't know why I said Comerica like that. But yeah, I remember seeing You Mean Everyone We Know at Warp Tour and thinking like, God damn, that guy's got swag. And you know, my vernacular was different back then, so that's probably not the exact thing I said in my head. But I remember just being inspired by the stage presence, and I just I just thought Ben was the shit, to be honest. And it's interesting to th- to see w- how different he actually is. Like, it's way more of like an intellectual type than like this idealized rock star version of him that I had in my head when I was I don't know eighteen, <laughs> you know, or whatever seventeen. Can't even remember. But gotten to know Ben just a little bit. Um, had them on episode 100 and they asked to come back on this for this one to talk about their new record something heavy which you know they are heavily in the middle of promotion for Um, make sure you follow them on all streaming platforms at you me band y-o-u-m-e band because they have dropped music videos um, on their youtube channel you can see links to those on their instagram and you'll hear in this episode but you know, there's high hopes for this record. Ben, you know, has had a, a long career thus far. I don't know. I want to say like 15, 10, 15 years. And um, Ben says that this is his best work. And I, you know, truthfully, I, I 
remains to be seen from the fan standpoint because as an artist like you know you always want to feel like whatever you're doing is your best work and you know i'm sure there's a certain degree of that but then i also think that just just looking at the album cover makes me think that he might be onto something there though i mean it just looks like something of significance and it it just and it, it's been a while since the last full length and i it just i don't know I kind of pick up a quiet confidence in the way Ben talks about it. I mean, you'll, you're about to hear it, um, but I'm, I'm really actually looking forward to it. And I shouldn't have said actually because that makes it sound insincere. No, I actually am looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I grew up loving this band. So it's, it's just really I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how this is even happening. But that being said, the episode, the it starts in like a few minutes. So if you don't like listening to me, you can just hit hit the 30-second fast-forward thing about four times, and you'll be at the episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just want to real quickly say if you like to support this podcast, follow us at Invite the Neighbors Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, we're on Facebook as well. And tell a friend about it. You know, give us a rate or review on iTunes or Apple Apple Podcasts or Google Play Podcasts or Stitcher Radio, wherever you can, and um, subscribe uh, or follow follow us on Spotify. That way, um, whenever there's a new episode drops, it shows up on your new episodes. That would be helpful. And share it in, share it in your Instagram stories. Uh, you know, I, I would really appreciate that. It would really help out. I you know this. I, the main thing that this podcast is meant to achieve is, you know, promoting other bands, platforming other bands. And if that's something you believe in, like, you know, share it, you know, because the more people who listen to this, the better it is for the bands who come on, come on the show. I don't make any money from this. Yeah. I get paid a little bit by my sponsor, but if you think that that's going into my pocket, no, there's, there's costs that go into making this podcast. So I'm not making money off of this. I'm doing it because one, I enjoy it. And two, I think it's a good thing. Um, so if you agree, share it, tell a friend about it, um, write a review, leave a rating on your platform of choice. Um, so that being said, thank you for listening. And here is the episode with Ben Leapsch from You, Me, and Everyone We Know. Yeah, there's like a... I, I, I listened to this podcast. I think it was like Edward Norton was on some... He's maybe on like Dak Shepard's podcast or something. But he said, uh, sensation of disaster is intrinsic to all great things. Which could be a self-serving thing for someone who is doing something cool and a lot of shit was going wrong. But I liked that quote a lot <laughs> like it if you're really going yeah. thing it could feel like it's falling apart but well, yeah there's always going to be that if you're you know if you're risking anything you're sort of like testing the balance of of you know life essentially it's like i want to push things in this direction are they going to react too hard you know in the other in the opposite uh that- yeah it's is that something that you still think about? Like you've been playing and writing music for so long. Do you still think about, I mean, in, in a way that like affects your judgment or your, your writing, like, do you still think about the way people are going to react or you just kind of like do whatever you want? So I, um, I think about the way 
I don't think about the way people react, but I think a lot about the way I want the music to uh, make people feel or the way I want the music to feel in general. Um, so I guess that's sort of <clears throat> in a way that's, you know, thinking about how you want people react to some to react to something, but not so much like what are people going to think? Right. It's like, I want this part to feel like this. How do like and this is how I want this this to feel. And how do I best communicate that to others with the ideas I have? Um, but no, never. <clears throat> I mean. I've, I learned very early uh, in this in this uh, effort that um, you really have to just learn to trust yourself and your like your gut instinct, um, because people are only coming around because you're doing something right. Yeah. You know, so you were do like, you were doing it without their help before. So figure out, you know what I mean? Like they're coming around yeah. because it's already working. They're not like, I know how to make this work. It's like, it's already working. That's why you're here. You see money and what, I, what I'm doing, <laughs> Yeah. you know? So like, yeah. So, you know, we think these, you know, these, that like industry folk or people in, in a, you know, gatekeeping positions, you know, they, they like to infer that they have a lot of, they're like, they're the, the hit makers and the king makers. And to some extent they, they are, but not because of their worth. Right. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's interesting too. Like it may, what you just said made me think of like, uh, there are exceptions like, to that rule. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I, people talk a lot about the music being a popularity contest, but and to a certain extent it might be, but then you have to think about also like one, consider the source. Like, is this some coming from someone who has something, has a quality product that's being not recognized? And also like if it is a popularity contest, what made those people popular in the first place? Do they suck ass, but they just manage to be somehow insanely popular or are they popular because they're doing something cool that people get behind and then they get to enjoy the benefits of being popular because they actually did something to get there you know yeah it depends you know it it varies widely you know i would say that you know i was i've always been told not that i'm not a I've been told I'm not a great hang, which is apparently very important in the music industry. Yeah. Um, but it's just because, like, I don't... Like, I, I'm... I'm, like, vehemently anti... Like, pretension. And sort of the whole, like, the whole game of things. And just, like, bullshitting and, like... Hey, you know what? You know, it's like, let's, yeah. let's have an actual conversation. Like, what? We're going right. to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, you know, why yeah. are we why are we having a pissing contest about something that's not going to matter? Like, I get it. Yeah. You, you know, you also do this like or you do that. You know, it's yeah. I, it's, I think I it's because I have, <laughs> I have trouble recognizing hierarchy. <laughs> oh, you know, so yeah. I'm just like, yeah, we're all equal. Um, and that's apparently not okay. 
No, that's that's like the kid. I mean, I say this because I was this kid, but like in school, like in elementary school or something, like a teacher makes a rule you don't agree with, and so you just you don't abide by it. And so because you're like, well, you're just a guy at the end of the day. I'm like seven, and you're 38, but you're just a person at the end of the day. I don't agree with what you're saying. Or like when you, my parents would get mad at me, like, well, I just don't agree with the way you want me to do things, so I'm just, I'm just gonna do it my own. And then there's like this, there's like this disconnect now because it, their entire thing is based on your adherence to the hierarchy so when you throw the monkey wrench in it and you don't cooperate with it it's it kind of like does not compute you know it, it becomes like this Ooh. yeah it's their paradigm of thinking it's like the way yeah. they think about the world like <clears throat> you know they like on most folks or many folks uh su- you know subconsciously believe that there is a hierarchy to existence and you know they feel like they know their place and you know we're all like theoretically all striving to get higher on that that chain and in order to get up that chain that ladder you got to knock somebody down so on and so forth you know um which is a an incredibly stupid way to think about existence (laughs) um but hey Especially in, in like social, I get it in terms of like a literal food chain, like literally sharks eat bit smaller fish. But like when you get into social things, like like the music industry, let's just keep it to that. Like, do you need to follow the same structure that like an actual food chain would follow, or can we all just kind of coexist as a more of a circle than a pyramid? You know, does it have to be like that? Is it do or do people have to have positions of power in order to feel like there's order to things or can we just I feel like we're getting more towards coexisting, but there's still people kind of holding on to this hierarchical framework of thinking. Well, yeah, you know, um, paradigms are they're very uh, hard to shake. You know, it's like talking to a fish about water or, you know, or so, you know, all those all those metaphors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, even the when you, you think about food chains, you know that is still a a a coexistence you know the the top of the food chain relies on the the bottom of the food chain to start the chain like it's right. a chain like it's it's a chain of events you know the the little things get eaten by the so on and so forth you know but it's not like the 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 sh- a shark is going to go and just figure out how to munch on plankton until fucking doomsday you know, it's yeah, just, it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so everything's a lot more interdependent than we realize. Um, and that's, that's unavoidable. Uh, you know, the, who knows? Maybe we'll figure it out eventually. Um, yeah. It's weird. The, the less money there is in, in the music the more you know people are doing it for the right reasons and like is there a right reason though and but also like people that really see it as just a vehicle to fame the more uh daring those folks are right right i I mean yeah when when it's you're completely intrinsically motivated, like if if that even entirely exists, like I, I don't necessarily trust anyone who says that they're not motivated by any external factors, even when in the in the pursuit of creating art, like 
you know, the creation of good art can be a literally like 90% of it, but you're still, I don't know. I don't, I just don't believe anyone who says that they have no interest whatsoever. Like if, if money was offered to you, would you turn it down then? Like, come on. Well, no, but it's a matter of like, what, what leaves you with a satisfied mind mm-hmm. at the end of the day? Um, yeah, you know, context is always so important in, in something of that nature. You know, I like I I know a, I know a uh, I know somebody that was talking about sort of the obscene salaries of sort of like tech CEOs and just CEOs in general. It's like, and he and uh, they were like, like you would turn down that amount of money. It's like, well, it's just like first of all, like what, like. <laughs> It's like, can, can I choose to do something else with it? You know, like, right. like how much, how much does one, how much does one need? Um, you know, if you, if you make so much money that you couldn't, you couldn't spend it before you died, like that's too much money. Like if you couldn't physically, you know, if like if you tried, you couldn't spend all your money before you died. That's too much money for you. Yeah. You know, but but sure, you know, work hard. Or like, literally, you're so you make so much money, and so much is available to, available to you on the earth that you literally have to leave the earth, like Jeff Bezos. Like you, yeah. I mean, you know, they're all looking for their, they're just swinging their dicks, you know, yeah. waiting for it to all fall apart. We'll, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how long we can stay on this course. Yeah, it's wild, dude. It, I was, uh, have you seen, did you watch the Bo Burnham special on Netflix oh, yeah. called Inside? What did you think of that? Because I feel like that you, you would get, you would get into that. If you like the new Bo Burnham special, you're going to love the new record. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, I really, I liked it. You know, I thought, uh, I, I'm, I haven't, I haven't followed, uh, the dude's, uh, comedy a ton, um, and up until now, uh, but uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was you know insightful. It was very well executed. Like it really sort of uh, it's like I'm sort of seeing this like um, surge of dudes making silly songs about serious things um, on the internet lately, and it's like, but you just watched sort of the apex of that. Why are you doing like? Why are you doing yeah. it? But at the same yeah. time, it's like we're all just watered down versions of our idols. That's all we'll ever be. There's no point in trying to be respected by people you look up to because by the nature of the relationship, they look down on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. not like in a shitty way, but like, you know, that's. No, it's, it's interesting that you say that because it's like, talking to you is weird. It's not weird. Because we're just two people talking and we're both like musicians, like obviously at different points in the quote unquote career or the hierarchy, if you will. But like, it's weird to think about what I would think of having this conversation when I was in like 12th grade, what that would mean versus what it because it's like if I look up to you and respect you and if I but if I'm too honest about that, like if I tell you too much about that, that's going to like 
create a gap in the dynamic between you and I having a conversation. You know what I'm I think saying? For, 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 for a lot, it can. Um, and that's because a lot succumb to sort of the ego of that or they value they value yeah. that. That's why they like they uh, like they want that or they wanted that like on a subconscious level that like like I want to be a successful musician or yada 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 like I never had this dream. This was a weird accident. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just somehow kept on this path because it seems to be one of the few things I'm good at in in, in <laughs> life. Um and the songs just keep coming, so I keep making it. But I think it's a matter of like uh it's okay if they do or it's okay if like it's okay if it is, but to like lean too much or desire it too much puts one in like a like desiring respect is weird. It is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like it's it's something that every like everyone's entitled to a basic level of like a you know basic level of respect as anybody is. But sort of like the like the um it's it's hard to explain. Sort of remember that that say anything line from Red cat, yellow cat, about all he wants to see someone he respects without their clothes. It's yeah. sort of like the subtext of like what's going on there. Like mm-hmm. that's bad. Like yeah, yeah. Like it, it's like your motivation is bad. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> like yeah, no, I, it's weird because like I am. I think about it, and you know, like whenever I like I reach like a personal, just in my head, milestone in in music, like. I never feel as good about it as I was thought I was going to. So like I finished a record and like now I'm showing it to friends and things like that. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I want like I want Max Bemis to hear my record. I want Ben to hear my record. I want all these. But then I just think like, what am I going to actually get from that? Like after if say you did hear it and then but then what do I I'm in the same exact place. And then it's it's like wanting the thing is more gratifying than having the thing almost i would imagine the process is the point yeah like uh, like yeah. if like in in anything in all things the point isn't the end like right. you know like the point isn't the end the point of life isn't dying you know otherwise like you know like the right. point of running a like the point of running a marathon is not you know, just the finish line, like all of that, all the valuable shit is, is on the way to the finish line. Yeah. You know, like the, yeah, like that's, that's the hero's journey. You realize like the process was the, the point of it. That's why more often than not, that's almost always the case. People have a big accomplishment and then they have a set and they'd, um, you know, grieve a bit over sort of a sense of you had a, it was a time you had a clearly defined purpose that you were working towards. And what don't we like, if not a purpose? (laughs) Um, And yeah, like what, what's, what is my purpose? You know, um, (laughs) but, but yeah. And then, so there's, you know, there's going to be a little of that, like, Oh, well I'm like done now and I got to let it, I got to like, let it go. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel that. Like, just yeah, in so many things, like from, from like literally anything from like making a record to wanting 
being at work on a Friday, thinking about the freedom you're about to have. And then nine, like for me, a lot of times, like it feels way better to be thinking about having the freedom at the end of the day than actually what I'm going to do with it because five o'clock rolls around. And then I realize I don't actually have anything to do. I'm bored, but I felt way better when I was imagining what I was going to be doing or like yeah. it feels way better to imagine the success of a record versus what it actually feels like to have it be received by people. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Well, you know, I would imagine it's well, cause it's a fantasy. It's like, you're yeah. d- you're currently doing a thing you don't want to be doing because it's mostly pointless, <laughs> like on an evolutionary <laughs> scale. Um, you know, so you're you're kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be great if this? Like again, like it's so like all this dumb stereotype, like all the dumb like expressions are like the grass is always greener. Like it's always true. <laughs> It's like, you know, the like the it's it's like how how people get get fucked up cheating on somebody. It's like the fantasy of of being with somebody of cheating on of being with somebody while cheating on a partner is not the same as the feeling of having cheated on a partner. Like yeah. they're very yeah. different feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um yeah, so that you Take know that's that heart, kids. Don't do it. That's always <laughs> going to be a part of the. Yeah, it's always going to be a part of that. And I think it's because we're taught to. We are taught to constantly be looking forward, or, forwards or backwards, rather than sort of like. It, existing in the present. Yeah, you know, so I like mean, we're our reference is always forwards or backwards, never here. And when you when you constantly are. Um, idealizing the future and romanticizing the past, the worst time to be alive is always now. If if you're not trying to exist in the moment and you're constantly just either looking back at how good it was or looking forward at how good it's going to yeah. be, that you're basically telling yourself it sucks right now. And your entire life is a series of like right nows, you know, at the risk of yeah. sounding like super stone, because I'm not, but... <laughs> well, the, I mean? well, you're you're. I mean, you're correct, man. That's what the it's the whole thing's about. You know, you have you have the opportunity. You know, there's the what I don't like about you know the self improvement uh, industry or the spirituality uh, community um, at times is the idea that like when we say like, well, we need to be doing this, like it it so often gets turned into sort of this, uh, like this growth mindset, like achievement meritocracy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, like, no, like the, uh, the notion of, of sort of like not being in the, or be get like getting back to the present or, um, living in the, the present, uh, or, you know, it's an act of self forgiveness, you know, because you're thinking about you're, you're, you're thinking about something else because you don't like your present, you know, you're being pulled away more often than not, you know, something, yeah. something that was something that you got to worry about later or something that was done to you or you did in the past, um, pulls you out of the present, you know, since so, so we never, we never spend time, um, just be like being in that present space 
And so right. that's, it's, it's always, uh, we, we, we've become so good at internalizing, uh, things as, as sort of like self failures. Like, oh, I don't, like, I don't eat well enough, or like, yeah, I don't do this or do that. Like, you know, it's almost the way that, you know, that there this, there's this idea in parts of Christianity that, like, yeah, the, the temptations are there and it's up to you to resist them. It's like, well, let's, why do we keep making more of them? Like, what, <laughs> like, whatever the thing is, you know, like, so yeah. that gets translated to like the wellness community. It's like, well, yeah, we like the government funds all this bullshit food and all these awful things. But like, it's on you to resist that. Yes, I know you're working 60 hours a week and you're stressed out because your pay is not going up and yada, yada, yada. But you it's on you to put up with that bullshit. It's on you. Right. You got to do the extra work. Not only do you have to work that 60 hours a week, but you also have to go and dedicate an hour to you know, 20 minutes to an hour of movement every day on top of that. Oh, and you got kids like I, it's like, I got bad news yeah. for you, asshole. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's uh, yeah. yeah, we're 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 poorly. We're poorly set up. Yeah, it's easy to feel like shit. And it's it's easy for like a wellness ecosystem to exist because there's so many things in place to like make us feel like the standard m- means of living is not living well so people well, are just you know to feel I mean? less than i mean that's all yeah. like that's all that's all most of the wellness community is is the uh <laughs> is the idea that you're you're less than and yeah that you like need here's it how you're better place. yeah the I'm premise sure, is know. that you're not enough yeah you know really this funny. is how you it's get really to be enough yeah <laughs> you know they're like all right you're not enough and this is how you'll get to be enough um yeah it's a weird uh it's a weird dynamic to live in like you need this one thing to make you realize that you never needed anything else <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's a yeah you know oh well <laughs> somebody's got to make a buck so you were saying you had some questions about the new song yeah yeah so i i you know first of all i, I definitely uh i liked it it it, it was hard hitting you know it, it had like yeah. is a real boyish vibes to it it's funny that you mentioned yellow cat red cat because i kind of got it's like punky like sped up very like angsty type of sound to it um, i thought of it like uh like um what's the name of that it's not she no why can't i remember the name of the song that's the track on uh, on Israel Boy. That's like bah, bah, nah, 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 nah. an orgy of critics. It like oh yeah yeah yeah. I was for some reason that's what my as, yeah as far as like the role of song like the role of each song on uh, this album like that dragged across concrete sort of serves that purpose. Oh okay, that, like a similar purpose. And I was like, yeah, let's put it like let's put it at first. <laughs> let's Sweet. do it. So, so that was my next question. Is this is part of a larger album? Then is it like a full length or? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a it's a full length record. When's this episode coming out? Whenever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You're good. It'll, uh, yeah. So it'll be. Uh, yeah, we're announcing a announcing a record uh, soon. Um, 
and yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It's, uh, I think it's, um, I think it's the best thing I've, I've put together and that the band has put together yet. Oh, good. I'm excited yeah. then, dude. I'm, I'm also very, I'm very excited, but I'm also very anxious, you know? Yeah. Cause who knows? <laughs> right. I mean, I get that. I get mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I I would imagine I would just guess that like the anxiousness now is it's less about like is this going to like catapult you into like another level of success more so like is are people going to receive it the way you would hope they they would you know are people going to understand it the way that you would hope they'd understand it rather than like what kind of numbers are you going to get you know what I'm saying yeah well actually it's more just the like everything after the album's done is like marketing. And most of that is very like egoic, like pay attention to me. (laughs) Check me out. Like I'm important. Like here's five reasons why you should listen to me. Not that other shitty band. You think you'd like, like, (laughs) you know, that's what, that's what it comes. That's what it comes down to. And like that, all of that feels very, I don't know, weird to me again. Cause like I, I didn't grow up. I didn't uh, have any intention of being the singer of a of a band um, for all this time, um, and uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I've just I have a different relationship with all of this than most. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, what is like when you've you've made a lot of albums? Like, I mean, that goes without saying. But like, is it is it harder now to find things that you want to say or did, did it did it feel like does did you make this record because you felt like you had something to say or just because yeah i'm just kind of curious like kind of what went into this one the uh you know so far um you know what i've been able to ref- reflect on is that this yeah as always um i've i've tried to quit making music several times <laughs> um because I thought that was, you know, what I needed to do in order to sort of like move to whatever next stage of my, my life I perceived there was. Um, but as it turns out, this is uh, the thing I should be doing that sort of helps me serve others and myself at the same time, which is generally a difficult thing to find yeah. um, in your own life. <clears throat> um but uh just lost my train of thought. <laughs> You're good. I I think What was the question again? Yeah. Again, oh, yeah. brain injury. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You're good. No, I was just wondering like is it is it harder to find is it harder? Things? That's right. Is like is it harder to find things that you want to talk about or you want to say? Yeah. Well, no because I, well, a my my trauma bucket is very deep. Um, so like there's that, uh, but, um, I know because, you know, I like ideas just kind of keep coming, you know, there's not a lot of, in fact, there are no B sides for the band, you know, so everything that's been written has been released, which says, you know, something, I don't know what, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, so you've, you know, you've heard basically everything I've written. Um, 
And uh, yeah, like as long as I keep as long as I keep hearing things, I'll keep, um, you know, I'll keep writing them down and figuring out how to make them in, into into music, you know, sort of. Maybe your perspective shifts a little bit over time, but I think when you're really writing about the sort of bigger and more the deeper questions of existence or life, um, you know, those questions aren't going to get answered. It's not like you're writing, you know, like trying to resolve your, your relationship when you were 20 or like what, you know, like whatever that, whatever it may be, or you're, yeah. You know, writing about being on tour or whatever, when you're 19, right. You know, or yeah. Like especially 30 or whatever. When you're singing about, you know, the deeper questions of existence, we'll just categorize it as that. Like, obviously, you need to be careful. I mean, you get it. Like, you're not answering those questions. You have to, like, if you have to be careful about going too far in trying to summarize things as, like, this is what it is. Like, you can talk about your experiences with these questions and, like, how it shapes your own personal life experiences. But when you start trying to like, you know, narrow it down and like answer it, I feel like you're setting yourself up for just, I don't know, disagreeing with yourself in a year. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this is what I thought it was at the time. I don't. (laughs) That's the cycle of life. Like organization, disorganization, reorganization. Like that's, that's the way, you know, that's the, again, the hero's journey. It's the story of, it's the story of Bilbo. It's the story of Jesus. It's the story <laughs> yeah. of, you know, Gandhi. It's the story of everybody, man. Like it's, 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 that's the process. You know, you're going to, if you're, if you're thoughtful enough about it, you can undo your reasoning for doing anything in three questions. You yeah. Know, that's why, that's why like it's so in, it can be so annoying to some people when a child just keeps asking why, you know, it's like, well, why is this? It's like, because I went to the store. Well, why is it, you know, and so on and so forth until you're like, because I don't like myself very much. And we're here at the store because, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can get to that place so quickly. Um, yeah. Anybody that says they have the answer is lying to you. They're trying to sell Just you a in general. Yeah, they're trying to yeah, they're trying to sell you something. Um, yeah. all you can ever really do with with sort of some of these larger questions in life is just seeking contentment with what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Um yeah. and you know, the uh, like the illusion is what does Alan Watts say? Like the illusion is that you have to there's anything to improve. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the air. Like the whole problem with the self improvement industry is you're starting with the basis that there is something to improve. You know, and you can't hate. You know, you can't hate yourself into loving yourself. I think is the other is the other thing going on at the moment. Yeah, <clears throat> I think like the the it's interesting you bring that up because the in the record that I made is like the thesis statement. If I had to pick one. 
of like a coming away message. I hate like saying that there's a specific message because I didn't go into it writing it with a message. I just kind of made something and then I listened back and tried to figure out what I was trying to say subconsciously. Yeah. But if there's anything, it's this idea that like trying to do things to make yourself feel okay is, is inherently never going to work. And the best way to feel okay is to surrender to the idea that you're not. And to surrender to the idea that, like, thing you can't make things in general. You can't really make them better, other than to just, like, for instance, like if you know you're going through a loss, you're grieving or something, and you're trying to like erase those bad feelings with other things, like substance abuse or whatever. You know what I mean? You might feel good, but it's like this elevated, uh, not real thing. Whereas, yeah. like, you can get way closer to true happiness by like existing in reality, which is everything's just kind of okay. Like yeah. kind of, you know, and you are I, correct. You so are I correct. like that idea. I, I kind of like embracing just sort of mediocrity or just embracing just the mundane, just contentment. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, it, cause at least that feels real. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel like this heightened state, you know, you are correct. It's like an addict mindset to constantly want to find the next thing. So sorry to interrupt. This is Brian from the future. Um, this is the point where we had to cut off our first interview session due to some technical difficulties. And we are now going to be um, traveling in time, back in time from now when you're listening to it, but forward in time from when the interview that you just heard there's really no point for me making this seg segue this complicated. Um, but anyways, here is the rest of the interview. Okay. So your call, I remember cause we'll keep most of that, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But, but I was asking, um, we started talking about the, the record that you've made the new one. And yeah. I remember in, in dragged across concrete, there being like a, a lyric, about Howard Hughes, like you like yeah. going through the Howard Hughes phase, and I just wanted to know like what this because I know he was like some Texas billionaire who's like an extravagant kind of figure, but I don't know really much more more than like the first paragraph of Wikipedia would tell me. So I'm kind of I was uh, curious about so, that. So uh, it's in uh, so that that's a um, yeah. So Howard Hughes was a like a billionaire kind or like a very rich guy um, who inherited his family's fortune from their it was like tool business or like oh that was like some texas shit tools oil yeah you know all, uh, you know that's kind of stuff um and uh he like wanted to make movies so he did a bunch of that but he's also he also had like uh like either ocd or something of that or something of that nature um i think it was mainly ocd um and then like you know, the usual accompanying paranoia and stuff like that. Uh, and there's a, a movie about his life starring Leonardo DiCaprio called The Aviator. Fantastic. Uh, I think it's on HBO right now. Um, yeah. So there's like some there's a scene in the movie, particularly like where his issues have gotten so, so bad um, and so intense that he's like uh, he's basically. like walled himself off theater and is like just sitting there naked just in jars so he doesn't have to leave just like a real like sort of 
of a you're getting oh, to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what sort of that that little bit's about. And the the spelling of it, the all one word, was that any particular any thought going to why you did that? Yeah, I just liked that um all stuck together, it kind of looked it kind of it kind of looked like something being dragged. Yeah, because I think like it's just cool. The, I think it adds to it. Yeah, I was like, it feels visually like it's like the title's dragging. Um, yeah, so I, that's that's basically it. Yeah, no, I can see that. Sometimes there doesn't there doesn't have to be like some super convoluted explanation for things, which I can appreciate. You know. Yeah, I just thought <laughs> I thought it like informed the informed the song title, like almost like onomatopoeia ing, but graphically. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and so I don't think we really got much into the actual, uh, uh, record itself. So what, um, how, what, one, how long have you been working on the material that's on this record? And like two kind of, did you have a concept going in or did one emerge as the process unfolded? Well, everything is, um, you know, my, the band is, has been, uh aggressively autobiographical since uh <laughs> since its inception um and uh this isn't any different um the uh the material i've been working on you know various little sections or ideas um this is uh, you know a collection of the last 10 years of um uh, just like random ideas and things that i've been working on and um also the uh you know i, I kind of believe it, like it, there's just something there's something different going on with on, with this record um i think uh it is sort of the the self actualization of the band's name um and in a way that i mean like um it's it's strange. Um, you know, it's, I would say like, I almost made this a self-titled album because it, mm. it, uh, it really perfectly encapsulates the kind of music I've been trying to make this whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I like, and I find, I, I finally figured out how to do that. Um, and so that is, you know, the, uh, I guess the point I was trying to make was like, sometimes I, I feel like, uh, you have more life to live. You know what I mean? Before you yeah. can finish something, you know, it's like you, you got an idea, but you're like, but I haven't really lived that. I haven't really gotten to a place where I can sort of communicate that, or I understand it uh, like within myself, within the situation enough to like explain it to others, you know? Yeah. It's sort of like you, you have to do before you teach, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like you got to learn the lesson before you can pass on the lesson. Yeah, and and everybody, depending on like what that lesson is, or it doesn't all it doesn't have to be a lesson. It can just be like uh, adequately sharing an experience. Like you have to finish it to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah, you need to understand. Yeah, lesson or like whatever the thing, whatever you're trying yeah. to communicate. And in music, like it's that's kind of been my experience, which is has been frustrating. Where like I. I've always felt like I had something to 
offer musically to the music world. Like, yeah. you know, but I didn't know how to like, I didn't learn how to actually do it efficiently until I was in my like, you know, like 28 is when I started yeah. recording my first record because I just wasn't mature. I didn't like have the motivation or the know-how to like even like schedule recording with a producer. You know what I mean? I just never really yeah. looked into it. It always just felt weird. And I just, that was just like the experiences I had to go through. And you know, you have to, you have to like not compare yourself to other people's experiences. Like, cause if I could, I could look at like someone who's like 22 and signed to a, like a big label or something and thinking like, Oh, they did it right. I did it wrong. But when really it's just like, you have to live your experience and like kind of shake hands with that. You're preaching to the choir. You know, it's, <laughs> if there's anybody that knows that lesson, it is me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you're absolutely right there. You know, there are, there are, um, the reality of, uh, sort of there being gatekeeping systems in place and then being influenced by one thing or another, primarily money. Um, you know, it's, that's all there, but at the end of the day, you have to like, you just have like, I would almost argue, <clears throat> and there are exceptions to this, this notion as a rule, but like if, if those things stop you from making music at all, like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to yeah. do, if you're just going to fucking do it for your own sake or whatever, like if the idea of not being successful, commercially successful with music stops you from making music at all, I don't think you, anybody, you should have started making music in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're like, I'm only like, I, you know, yeah. Like, and I say that because, like, I've tried to stop several times. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> like, but it just, you know, I just and, you know, even given that this was never my dream, like I I joined right. another band to play guitar and not sing and just chill in the background and get drunk and be on tour and play guitar. Yeah. You know, and swing my head around. And. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, 15 years later, <laughs> you fucking are. Um, right. But. Yeah, it's a, it, you know, yeah, it's a, it's something that I think, uh, as one is figuring themselves out, you eventually figure out that it's something you have to do or not. Yeah. You know, I, I think, yeah, yeah. That's when it clicked for me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like 27, 28 is when, you know, I've been writing songs since, in, since like middle of high school, but like, I always just kind of assumed that it would materialize on its own just from talent <laughs> or just from having demos I made in my bedroom. Somehow I yeah. would just run into the right people and it just didn't work. But like it clicked like, oh, I have to do this, though, because I started to realize that like, OK, my friends who decided to stay the college route, they have their graduate degrees now. Like they're actually establishing themselves in their career the things they want to do like what is it that i want to do it's, it's what did you what, just say to yourself it's like a, you have to you know but you should, no i mean like you were just saying like you can't compare somebody else's experience right. to your own so like right it's interesting how we we often like learn lessons like in one area of our life 
But there's yeah. this whole last blind spot we got where we're like, well, what are all my fr-? Uh, It's like, oh, shit, that's right. That's Yeah. And that's what, like, it, it, yeah. Really what it was, though, it was like, it was definitely, okay, so there's definitely some, like, unhealthy comparisons being made, for sure. But also, it was kind of like a, you know, cliche, get busy living, get busy dying type moments, yeah. type realizations, where it's like, all right, this is what I have to do. Like, so time to start putting one foot in front of the other. Like I, I, it, a fire just lit, you know, like I just like, all right, yeah. I'm going to hit up a producer. I'm just going to do it. Start making these little yeah. goals, a bunch of little ones turns into, you know, it turns into one. something, you know, I, I've survival in and in and of itself is a statement these days. So, you know, first you just got to figure out how to survive and how to like make a, how to make it, how to make it survivable essentially. Yeah. You know, um, for yourself and figuring out what that figuring out, like the minimum you need to be getting out of it. Mm-hmm. If there is a minimum and there should be, you know, because if you're like, or at least like, you know, you should have boundaries with yourself as much as you should have with others, you know? Yeah. So it's like if I start if I start doing this or if like I'm sacrificing this to make this happen, then I need to reexamine, you know, X. Right. You know yeah, what? Um, That's you actually bring up a good like a point that like I was literally just thinking about this yesterday. Like I was hanging out with a bunch of friends. Like we were all like kayaking on the river. There's like ten of yeah. us and friends I've been friends with for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I started to really notice. Like I've kind of been noticing it subconsciously, but it really clicked for me yesterday. Hearing them talk about experiences that they've shared that I was not a part of. And realizing, yeah. like, that's not because they didn't want me there. That's because, like, I've made a choice to sacrifice You've been doing other having shit. closer friendships so that I could pursue my dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and that's how I know it's what I really want to do. Because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be giving up, like, literal, yeah. you know, quality of friends. We're, we're still friends, but... Yeah. We're not just inherently not going to be as tight as we would be if I wasn't off doing all these other things. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, I I once had a conversation with someone, a, a good friend of mine, about uh, they had like a they were telling me a story. They had a birthday party. They like their birthday was coming up, and so they, you know, had like a they you know invited people to a birthday like a birthday party. They were you know planning on there being a bunch of people there, and when he was like, and it eventually led to, you know, like only like five or six people showed up. But we st- like, so we were like all hanging out, watching movies and laughing and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and he was like, just a little bit bummed about it. And I was like, well, but like, you know, quantity over quality, you know, like you yeah. still have time, you know, you're caught, like you're caught up in like it, you know, we can get caught up in so many of the people and things and yada 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 that don't value us the way that we should be, mm-hmm. and sort of focused on that, um, rather than sort of appreciate, you know, worrying about the twenty five people that didn't come rather than the five that did. Yeah, you know, same thing with shows. You know, like when you're starting out and you're just like playing, like these little shows. Yeah. Like sometimes people want to put the cart before the horse a little bit and like they're playing to five people and they're like, eh, this isn't worth it. I mean, there needs to come a point where it's not worth it, I guess, but like also enjoy it when you're at that stage. To me, the, the uh, whole point of like performing live is 
not the recognition, I guess, or like the elevation, but the connection rather. Yeah. And I think because like I like on one hand, that sort of a thought went through my head of like, yeah, like I could see you because there is something there is something powerful in being in, in being in front of a, a lot of people and performing yeah. and having them sing, like sing shit back to you or even just being in front of people that are engaged. A lot uh-huh. of people that are engaged with what you're doing. Um, but like if you're just starting out, like you haven't experienced that anyway. So it couldn't be like a sort of like drug type feeling that you're like latched onto. Right. Um like yeah, like a drug like high, but but yeah, I think like the point is the connection. It's not the point it, like the point should be the connection. So much of so much of it can be egoic and mm-hmm. and that like validation seeking and and you know sort of uh trying to running away from ourselves in a lot of in a lot of ways on, on tour and playing shows um, right but like that's where the the uh the sort of loss of self the loss of i and and sort of submission to we is like what is what what we should be focusing on when we're performing like live in in, in front of any number of people I I would argue the the less people there are to show, the more nervous I am because like there yeah. is. Yeah. Because I have more. The quality of my attention, like, yeah, the yeah. Of my attention is more focused. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, you know. We sort we sort it out over time, you know, there's all there's we got a ton of lessons in life to learn and all of us have our blind spots and doing is figuring it out <laughs> yeah and i mean time. honestly if you want to figure a lot about yourself try becoming a musician because it's a grind like you will have the like the highs and lows that even i've experienced like haven't even put a record out yet i've already experienced so many different highs and lows and like you really get to know yourself when you feel hopeless and then maybe a day later like on top of the world like there's limitless potential and like absolutely having to balance that and like figuring out who you are in, in trying to navigate those extremes. You learn a lot about yourself that you just apply to other parts of your life too. I mean, yeah, the, you know, first, I mean, for some, I kind of view music as being in two different three sort of, they're not binary by any means, but you know, like you met like, there's music made for entertainment and there's music made for art. And then there's also music that's for both. Yeah. Uh, it's made for, with both intentions in mind. Um, you know, I would, I would say that like making me, you're finding something else. You're finding stuff out about yourself either way. But I would say if you tend to be an introspective writer like myself, um, you're the whole process is, Man, it's just all of it's all just a microcosm of life, man. You yeah. know, one day you're one day you're hiking uphill, the next day you're strolling <laughs> downhill. Like, you know, yeah. one day yeah. you're thirsty as shit. You, like it's all <laughs> everything is everything is the same. You know, you zoom in enough, it looks exactly like what you what you'd be zooming out on. Mm-hmm. Like zooming out to later. It's a Yeah. It's a weirdly it's non-dualism and sort of transrational thinking, but that's the idea, you know, the deeper the truth, uh, the more paradoxical. 
sort of a rearrangement of a an idea that Angel Kyoto Williams, a Buddhist uh, teacher, said. I love that you have like all these like philosophical interests, and then you're That's, also like a punk emo rocker. It like I kind mean, of like defies the stereotype a little bit. You know what I mean? I think that's my greatest strength as a writer and my greatest weakness because I'm not from the get go. People were like, why don't you write more songs about girls? Why don't you write more songs about sex? It's like, and they're done that brother. It's cause like, I'm ashamed. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not like, I got, you know, the the band got lumped in at the time. There was this like a aggressively misogynistic, um wave of bands uh that came lived, through like I was right as that. i was coming up <laughs> yeah and so people people heard my ep the first ep and were like this sort of lumped us in with all that and i was like these are not songs of celebration right <laughs> right like, i don't like myself in these moments cheek like <laughs> oh machismo about it you know yeah it's like this is yeah, it was like yeah yeah no, no, like you, there's another layer to this you're not picking up on um yeah like no this is like yeah it's strange um but uh lost my train of thought there we go brain injury um <laughs> the uh see we're talking about first ep before that we we're talking about the oh yeah phil- philosophical like yeah 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 like that. you said biggest strength biggest weakness also yeah so biggest weakness is that like i'm not yeah i'm not like talking about what everyone else is talking about um mm. yeah which is which is because you know most people that are a certain stage of growth when they're you know at a, you know so you're a young teen to teenager young 20s you're trying to figure yourself out and that's usually um initially found in the reflection of others or through the like via the reflection of others so like how do i look compared to this person or how, how who am i compared to this person or x y and z um and, you know, so a lot of that time, it'll be very like, uh, who am I in relation to my relationships or my significant other or, you know, whereas like normally the, a lot of the stuff I learn and sing about, we learn about later in life, typically. But uh, because of my trauma, I had to grow up very early. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, I learned I like I've been a little not like ahead, but I'm sort of doing things backwards. Like I'm yeah. learning to. Like I'm learning to do the shit or take certain, do certain things. I'm learning certain things that people have usually always known. It's like I'm experiencing life backwards in a way. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't help that I just realized my name's Benjamin, but <laughs> <laughs> but on yeah. that, but on that note, um, that's good. That means I don't have to make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. So, yeah, this is just stuff that everybody everybody goes through to like the in the grand scheme stuff that everybody goes through and like will think about. It's just I've I've gotten to that place a little early, if that yeah. makes sense. a little early than yeah. anybody should have to in all reality. Right. It's it's you know, not necessarily like a uh, like a gold star on your like the resume of your life or anything like yeah, that. You yeah, choose no. to not have that. The thing that makes you unique partly you would maybe choose not to have and then hope that you have found some other inspiration well, that was less inconvenience. Yeah, inconvenient, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well that's the thing. Like, you know, your your life is your life and you have to Yeah, like 
your life is your life and you can work toward there's so much more accepting to do than there is fighting oh yeah it's like in life you should be doing way more listening than talking uh-huh you know like yeah. um or you should strive to uh a lot of people i know should strive to do more listening it's a it's, but the our, the thing is we're cultured you know the last 20 years of life we've been cultured to be expected to a have an opinion and b give that opinion so like yeah. that's you know so that's a, that's for many people that's been their whole life what do you think about this what do you think about this tell me now tell me yeah. now tell me on several different platforms tell me several times a day <laughs> like you know so like that's that's the that's the world that's just yeah. the place we live right now you know and it, uh, ebbs and flows man you know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can you can choose how much you want to participate in all in any of it. At the end of the day, like you once you have the perspective of understanding what the makeup of things actually are, you can you have more influence over like how much you buy into all of these. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like once you're in on the joke. You, you know, you know, you get a better sense of. uh not controlling your laughter, but having it not be as jarring to your yeah. sense of self. Um, yeah, because like, yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> you could go on and on about it. The, uh, you know, like, uh, but and all that saying about about uh, about the band's biggest strength and weakness, and not talking about what everybody else talks about. Uh, this this um, Franciscan. Um, I don't want to say monk. I don't want to say friar. Anyway, his name's Richard Rohr, and he he has this uh thought oh, that um yeah he's got a couple of like really fantastic books out. Um, he has two thoughts. You know, one or he has many thoughts, but two of them I find I've found most interesting in the last couple of years are that like we're we're all we're all drinking the same water, but we're just digging different wells. Hmm. That makes sense. So like, yep. Spiritually, religiously, philosophically, moral, like for the most part, morally, um, it's like we all want the same stuff, but it's just the route that we're arguing about. Yeah. Um, and then the idea that like um, mass consciousness will never be the source of truth. So like, yeah, yeah, describe that a little bit more so that, you know, there's. There's ex- exceptions to that idea um, as far as like you don't want to just delude yourself. It's like because nobody else thinks the earth is flat. It must be flat. Like it's not uh, that. But the idea right, that right. like, you know, what's popular right now? Consum- like consumerism and distraction. You know, like yeah. in that, like those, you know, those things, consumerism and distraction. Um, and we are, you know, driven to ang- and, you know, it's. So much of the the initial wave of like finding out about learning about sort of these things and it's just like all obvious shit that sometimes we ignore is to sort of internalize it, internalize it or think that like we're bad, like, oh, like, I know I'm better than because like (laughs) I I, like I think I understand some, you know, weird shit or like something about life. It's like, no, like, so, yeah, you've learned that lesson, but there's one that somebody, you know, two seats away from you, like has learned that you haven't learned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you're, like nobody's better than for 
feel like they have some under some sort of understanding. Um, it's all sort of internally based, and it's like, all right, I'm content. I've found some sort of peace about things. Yeah, uh, but you know, our culturing tends, to, you know, like when we sort of like discover our own basic goodness or our own essentialness, our culture tends to. We tend to look back like we're on the other side of something and sort of the internalization of like feeling bad about everything we're shamed for in, in our, Mm -hmm. in, in our, in our civilization. Um, you know, we tend to be like, oh yeah, like if only you knew this, you'd be okay over here. Uh, Or like, you'd be like, that's sort of like the idiot's idea of enlightenment. (laughs) Like I'm up here, you're down there. Like I'm above all this shit now. It's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> like, right. You know, you still have living to do. Um, so then you realize like, okay, there's systems at play. Like there's so much that influences us externally. It's like how much, you know, of course we're going to succumb to these, to these things. It's all yeah. around, like it's all around us constantly. So we learn yeah. to stop like internalizing it. And when we internal, when we stop internalizing it, we stop like putting others down or making others feel less than or viewing others as less than for succumbing to it. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Um, no, it absolutely does. And that's, I always wonder like what, where are people coming from when they like, cause I was definitely, I'm not going to say that I wasn't like when I was like my early twenties, late teens, I was such a smart ass. And I thought that like, you know, I've always been like decently intelligent, but I was just an asshole about it. Like if, if I understood something quicker than my peers or I perceived myself as understanding something quicker than them, I would be like, how do you not know this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, a lot of times, immature, you know, well, it's, it's, it's often like, like I said, like there's so much that, that there's so many external forces working upon us Yeah, over the short term and the long term. Like, who knows? Like, somebody probably made you feel dumb when you were young or somebody <laughs> like some weird shit. Like, you know, so that was mm-hmm. that's your you came to value being quick witted and sort of, you know, it's it's weird. We like. We. We do we do things like the opposite to prevent a thing from happening while modeling that behavior at the same time it's a we it's such a strange interplay with like things that have like carried carried on with us yeah and it's not till we, we realize have, like oh shit we don't have as much control as we would hope you know well yeah we don't even have as much control as it feels like we have you know what i mean like absolutely i, I, I almost feel like free will i mean there's really good arguments to make against free will at all and and well, the I, free will is interesting because it's highly individualistic you know so free will doesn't acknowledge the harm the orchestra at constant play you know so it's not it's like in buddhism they say not one not not one not not one but not two either not one not two Hmm. you know so it's like it's Again, it's it's incredibly non-binary. Like it's there's right. not just you know sort of like Buddhism came. I don't know. Buddhism like sort of came. I feel like uh, I'm just I feel very uh, white right now. <laughs> uh, so very loosely, um, the 
the roots of Buddhism are rooted in in some some Hinduism long ago, uh, and like there's a lot of like non-duality going on in Hinduism, and sort of Buddhism was like, wait, not one, but like not also not two, you know. So there's that right. sort of like the deeper the truth, the more paradoxical, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, totally lost my freaking thought there. Um, <laughs> just going on, man. Yeah. Anyway, we we're talking to yeah the whole Richard Rohr bit about uh, mass consciousness ever being the truth of a uh, of a thing. Yeah. Um. So just the idea that like you're not going to find like you're not going to the truth is sort of like you know contentment. What's gonna what's gonna content you? It's not going to be right. found in that. And that's not to say that like somebody knows better or whatever. It's just like we haven't. So many of us haven't asked ourselves. So many of us haven't and or cannot afford to ask ourselves why we are doing the things we do. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, because then you might come to the realization that you don't have a say in it as much as you would like to. And then it's just this loss of control. And it, it's a lot like, like meditating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot like meditating, as they say, like as I've experienced, unfortunately, that, you know, when you start to focus on or just like pay like watch your thoughts like pay attention to them you open a door but you don't get to choose what comes out you know right. so you you know right. so then it's like that's a, it's a thing you're aware of that you have to do something about or you have to live with yeah um, so like not everybody has the ability to not has a space in their life for that so it's right. it's so tough you know that's the other yeah. reason that like equity and living um the notion of earning a living is bullshit you don't <laughs> earn you like yeah. like it, yeah. there was no contract before i came to exist there was no right. agreement that i was gonna like we did, i didn't agree to any of this shit some guy <laughs> right. actually sued his parents for uh giving birth to him without his consent yeah like, like that's a little convoluted because it gets into like it's pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah. Like it would have been like if if that would have been a way of like exposing them as abusers, cool, but just oh, for the right. sake of like existing, it's like like how much can you like they didn't pick you either. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like my yeah. like it's uh, you know, it's the same thing like nobody picked each other. Like well, we're getting towards sense. that point where we can start oh, designing society our will crumble before that. <laughs> yeah. We are because, again, that is not the way like we keep putting our whole history is like just putting band-aids on a problem rather than recognizing mm -hmm. the actual issue. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah, just crazy shit like the the Green Revolution, like when after like in the 50s and 60s, like farm essentially like once like uh, adding nitrogen to soil and like all the shit they add to mm -hmm. soils now to make them more productive. There was this like crazy like growth in like how much we could grow in the soil. But like because we fucked with the natural cycles of things, now mm -hmm. we have to keep adding more and more. And the 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 uh, the rate of returns is like decreasing over time, you Just know, like and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a um, yeah, the idea like just. Anywhere in mass consciousness, it's not going to, you're not going to find that, like, the, what's going to make you content.
Yeah. Maybe temporarily, but not like long term. And that's not to say don't enjoy those things. It's like when uh, I don't know. if uh, I don't know. I can't. It might have been Jesus, quote unquote, uh, that said, like, be in the world, but not of the world. If that makes sense. Could have been Jesus. Could have been like Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah. <laughs> like, enjoy it, but don't like lean on it. Smart like, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like once we get tricked into into something being a crutch, then it's a problem. Yeah. So much of this for- just so we could shit indoors. So much of this existence just so we could poop inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like contentment, the way I, when I think about it, like me at age 30, you know, with all my infinite wisdom on like how to become content. But like for me, it's just letting go of the sense of control I try to exert over my environment and like mm-hmm. just letting things come to me to, to contextualize it in music. Like a year ago, my record was pretty much done being tracked, but like I didn't have a band and like I knew people that I wanted to be in the band, but like I would ask them and then they, they were busy at that time. So it wasn't the right time. Fast forward to it. And I was nervous. I was like, Oh, I got to have this now. I, I need to control the outcome. And I just let go and just said, all right, dude, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen. And a year later, literally all those people are in my band now. And it's like, okay, letting go. I mean, this doesn't always work. You can't always just like, sometimes it doesn't work. Yes. You have to like do, do what you can control and control that. But like also understand what is out of your control. And just because something isn't, the way you want it in the moment doesn't mean that the forces of the universe aren't already conspiring to produce it down the road. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you, it feels, it can, life can feel like a river in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and you know, part of what you're talking about is like not fighting the current as much, uh-huh. you know, understanding like, yeah, there's times to sort of like try to make my way like to one side of this river to get some, fruit or whatever the fuck it's like that ex- <laughs> like that example is the example you were talking about is great because it's like it's like you see a you're like so you float you're learning to float on this river and you see a fruit tree over there or something uh yeah. and you're like you're like like oh i gotta get over there but the current's too strong like and you're like upset and you're like wasting all this energy yada 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 little mm-hmm. do you know that river's like doubling back around and the other side is going to be even closer to that bu- bush or whatever yeah so it's like maybe the time just isn't right the eagerness the eagerness is always there is like if it's there that's great and it's often it like was- holding back that's the or like ro- yeah it's always holding back and like Things always take longer than we want. Jesus, they do. <laughs> yeah. But what I've learned, too, is from having that experience is to be like, all right, when sometimes the things we want, like, we want them now, but, like, it's it's good to recognize that, like, all right, just because I can't have it now doesn't mean I won't have it at some point. But since I can't have it now, what can I have right now? Like, being aware of what's actually happening not being so like blinded by your tunnel vision of wanting the one specific thing like say you know if i didn't like for instance like i didn't have the band lined up but there are other things i could do i mean just i could be like creating the album artwork you know there's like a million things designing merch like there's a million things you could do and that's just like a microcosm of life you know like but absolutely 
Just yeah. look around. Like you can be productive in other ways. You know, you just take take the take the hand, like play the hand that's healing you. Don't be productive. Maybe it's maybe chill. the fact is that yeah. yeah, maybe the fact maybe you need to stop for a little bit. Like, and that's, that's one of the lessons of the I've learned. Yeah, like uh there's a great book called Peak Performance um out there. I would uh I would I would suggest that everybody reads it. Um just in general. If you're trying if 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 in any way you are trying, mm-hmm. just if there's something in your life that you are trying to do, um, I just could not suggest reading it more. Um, Is it by again? Yeah. I can't remember who it's by, but it's called Peak Performance. It's by two dudes. Yeah. Um, the cover is silver and uh, the letters are yellow. Um, fantastic book. But in it, um, I got I just got distracted by figure talking about the book, the physical book. <laughs> um, what were you saying? Peak performance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the whole like. What people don't often realize is that it is stress plus rest. That equals growth. Yeah. You know, like there's so like the thing that I was just sorry, I was just like listening to myself say that sentence. And I always, this is all like whenever I see, I don't ever want to come across like a motivational speaker, even though that right, I, I people tell me that that's how I talk to people because um, I view I view stuff as like a problem to solve. But that's because yeah. I've only, for the most part, in my youth was ever treated as a problem that needed to be solved. Um, so it's like the only way I learned to relate to people. But so I'm trying to avoid that. Like you can fucking do it. Bootstraps idea notion. Yeah. You know, it doesn't like, come across just, that way to me, though. It just honest. is true that you like rest is such an important. We sleep for a third of our life. Yeah, dude. Like a third. So I got a you nice know, ass bed, dude. <laughs> it's crazy that we don't re- like we're not meant to work so hard. Right. Like most of the Absolutely time not. yes there are moments of ex- there will be times of exertion for you sure know, but you know that that's yeah the, but for the most part we're working at an even nice even pace not trying you're like yeah we're yeah we need more re- everyone needs like, more rest grinding is like fetishized and like glorified in this culture well, yeah that like, like all that gary so v weird. shit like the you know i think what's interesting uh has that like I used to have a bigger, bigger issue with Gary V. That just that whole notion of like grind, grinding, and I'm gonna be rich one day. Just that you know that idea that we're all just temporarily embarrassed millionaires, as I think it was like Chomsky <laughs> said. Um, like that's the problem with Americans. Like if I just work hard enough, like if I just suffer enough. But yeah. like so anyway, but like that do Gary has like shifted to be like, no, it's like, it's not working. Cause you're like doing too much or no, like this isn't working because you're an asshole to your employees. Like, or, <laughs> or like, so his message has shifted to like the, to like helping or f- to tending to people that are actually like doing shit now rather than just telling people like, Oh yeah, you can fucking do it. You're, you're fucking do it. Um, yeah. cause it's, those words are often just so hollow. You know, it's usually oh, yeah. followed followed up with like buy my program for two hundred and seventy five dollars a month, and you'll have access to my yada yada yada. Um, 
But yeah, I just don't uh, I don't want to be to come off as a motivational type of a person, more of like, let's just finding our center. It's just I'm just here for the I'm just here for the journey. And I'm just to me, it comes off. You come off. But I first of all, I'm not going to be I'm not going to bullshit you. I get why people would think that. Okay. But like, I'm sure you do too. But to me, it comes off I because it. I think I'm I'm similar, and I do this a lot. And like, you know, especially like if I'm like in a relationship, I'll get called on it all the time. It's I like sharing the ideas. I'm not claiming that I discovered the idea or I invented it, but I want to share ideas, and I I yeah. want to share like the good stuff that I feel like I'm not taking credit if it helps you. I yeah. just want you to know it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it helped me, you know, it's totally different yeah, that, from trying to hawk some bullshit on somebody. That absolutely makes sense. There is also this idea that the, the truth and the balance, the balance to be struck there is, um, you know, sometimes people don't want. They don't want um, they don't want help. They just want space to be held for them or they just want someone to listen or they yeah. just yeah, they just want s- some space for their emo- for them to process emotions. And the reason that we can't we have trouble doing that is because when we were young, nobody held space for us to process our emotions. So we don't even know what that's like. Um, Like I like I have weird moments with my my wife's family where like she'll be like, yeah, they help because like that's what that's what like a dad does or like that's what this or like, you know, you what you like you could have like we could have asked like. You're like, you could have asked them for help if you like you needed help with that. Um, something like I have no idea, like I have no idea, no concept of what like some of that means. Right. You know, like just from my like just from my life. Yeah. Um, so like there's like just roadblocks I won't get. I'd be like, why did they like people do that? Like that's so strange. Or like yeah. they they help you with that? Like <laughs> or like they, like it's just a cheat out. <laughs> it's a life, yeah. Or like, wait, that wasn't normal. Because like your life is normal until till you find out it's not being wrong Put it in context of other people's lives. Yeah. Like it's like that dude that found out that you're not supposed to like shit into your hand and then drop it in the toilet like on <laughs> a podcast. Like there's Wait, fucking, really? there's video. Yeah. If wow. like you can look this up later. It's wild. He's yeah. It's like I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Um, that he was like embarrassed about the way he poops. Like, you know, do what you got to do. As long as you're clean, you're clean. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like he uh, he was like pooping into his hand, he like held his hand underneath um, and then like let it go into the. Tw- I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, it just tells you like y- y- everything like you exactly like you said, you're, everything's normal until proven otherwise. It's not well, like there's a great uh, there's a, I can't remember the woman's name, but basically she her conjecture is that uh, feeling wrong or being wrong feels exactly the same as being right until you're wrong, until you realize you're wrong, until you know you're wrong. Yeah. Like they they're the exact same feeling. Um, and yeah, I find that I'm always find that interesting. I think it's a little, if you've been gaslit a lot in life, it's mm. important to not, it's more important to learn to trust yourself than to not trust yourself in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's value to knowing that like the idea of like being wrong feels just like being right. Like, you- yeah, I think 
yeah and that's that's something that anybody could benefit from like and everyone's gonna come to that realization on their own time and in their own way um but i i think in terms of you know trusting your gut and uh things like that i think it's more applicable in in issues of like emotional and social intelligence and like understanding people's motives or like picking up on a vibe from somebody than like trusting your uh, initial opinion on an issue. You know what I mean? Like I think that's, that's, that's tough, you know? Cause like you want to, the idea is like, it feels the same, you know (laughs) what you're saying? It feels the same. So you just want to like, so you got your base. If you're like, yeah, this is my initial instinct. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's a re if there's a, if there's a reason to question it, you know, of course, like always be like, well, what's the other person's pers- if there's another perspective involved? It's like, yeah. what's the other perspective? Um, you know, just like Nickelodeon taught us in the orange years. It's like those videos <laughs> about other people's perspective. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it is important to just. Anytime you. F- anytime you feel. There's a great line in a killer song. Um, I think it's uh, what was that one on Sam's Town about like diamond or king of. I can't remember, but the line is like, how do you know that you're right if you're not nervous anymore? And I don't know how uh, they intended that line, but just the idea of like, you should always. there should always be like a little uncertainty in like a decision. You know, there should always be like the teeniest hedge of like, okay, yeah, I could see that maybe be like, maybe being different. Like, but if you're like 100% confident, there's no way you could possibly be wrong. That's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of a thing. It's like, hold on. Like why, you know, like I haven't seen it. I haven't heard, like if you haven't used your senses for it, to, to you know like there is a reason to be like is there you know could i could I, could this be a blind spot of mine um right like there is a like there's a reason um and that's always i've always thought that was super interesting it's like if you're super like just super confident about something um red flag I, like i'm just like yeah. oh well could i like why am i super confident about it like why would right. i you know um but really, and that's like external stuff, not like, am I fat? Like, am I worthy? Right. Like, yes, you are 100 percent right. all that. Like, if you are <laughs> just, you know, if you if you just have like trust your instincts um, in regards to yourself. And I'm talking about like external stuff. Right. Right. And but the thing is, it can be difficult too. Um, is when you are feeling 100 percent confident about something sometimes the last thing you really want to do is question it. Like you're not absolutely it's like inherently not in the headspace to it's, it, it not takes wrong. work, you know, it takes work and it takes like self-awareness and like growth over time to like even allow yourself to like jump down off a notch type of thing. Well, it's a, it's a lot of separating from the self and sort of disillusion of the or dissolving of the the ego in a lot of ways or that just that whole friggin idea um yeah. you know yeah it requires a lot of humility just in general i mean all you know 
I don't know how humility isn't. There is, um, I'm just amazed. All like all religions of the world, all religions of the world speak about humility. Yeah. In the face of creation. God being the metaphor for all of everything that ever is and could exist. It's not a literal dude. Um, but yeah, it's just like humility before, you know, everything like you're not better than like, we're not better than anything. You know, we're a part of we're We're again, not one, but also not two. <laughs> so I think this is actually a, a decent segue for me to actually get into a, f- a few questions. Um, I had more about more specifically about just like being the band guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, and because it's a good segue because we're talking about like how it's good to recognize that, you know, we're all connected. No one is really more valuable Mm -hmm. um, than anyone else. It's, it is societal construct that places certain people above others. And then in this hierarchy, which we talked about the last time, but, um, I specifically because, you know, like I have said before, I try not to like uh, shower you too much with compliments to the point where it's weird. But like, you know, don't worry, I won't. I have a hard time accepting them. So, <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, for sure, like when when I was in high school or, uh, you know, early college, like I remember seeing you on Warp Tour and like I you your band was like. I worship your fucking music, dude. Like I was, thank you. You were such a huge inspiration to me, like as a songwriter, but I'm curious now that, I mean, you've had a lot of time. What I'm getting at is I'm sure you've heard that before. And as someone who doesn't, didn't want necessarily, you kind of fell into this, like you've said, like, and there's, there's no right or wrong answer to this, by the way, yeah. but, how much does that actually mean to you? Like what, like do you, I mean, is that something that you value or is it just sort of like, Oh, that's cool. Like how do, how does it feel? You know what I mean? So I really value, um, cause again, like I, like I said, for me, the focus is not, the focus has always been the connection rather than the recognition. So mm-hmm. what gets me excited is that like I started to roll a ball or like I continued rolling the ball that was rolled in my direction, you know? Yeah. And so I roll that ball and then somebody else starts rolling that ball, so to speak, you know, and somebody else starts, or somebody else starts rolling that ball. Like hearing that people, um, you know, have been, have been influenced by my own, like the fact that my, my own suffering in life has led like to a positive impact in other people's lives has been, has been really what makes has really what makes it makes it all worth it at the end of the day. Like I can't, it's one of the things that uh, makes me like actually try, I guess like outside of just making the music or like that out. It's weird. Like once we were done recording the new record, I was like, all right, like I'm a little less motivated now. Like everything worked. We're good. (laughs) The rest of this is just egoic. Like pay attention to me. Shit. Uh huh. Um, but like that's necessary, and to it in a sense to like to get as many people, you know, it's hubristic to think that like 
I can help or that like my music helps. But if it's helping folks in one way or another process their own life or so on and so forth, or, you know, forget about their, their stuff for a while, then it's, then it's, then it's doing something important. It's doing something important. Not I'm important, but what I'm doing is helping. It's helping to leave it better than I found it. So to speak, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't, it's weird, you know, I, I don't really like it. It makes me happy that other people are making stuff or that it's helping in general, but it doesn't, it's not like, yeah, I'm good or we or whatever, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, like yeah. it's, it meant like external validation, um, isn't, uh, I, I haven't, this is honestly, this is the only thing in my life that I've ever been told I'm, I do, I've done a good job at. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, I take, I take pride in doing it well in creating good songs. Like there are no B sides. These 10 right. tracks on the record are the only, which two got turned into one. So whatever. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. these, yeah, these 10 tracks on the record are the only 10 that were written for this. Um, yeah. You know, the band doesn't have B-sides. I like same it, here. <laughs> you know, it's it just yeah. like it's so I'm just writing what I'm what I'm feeling uh, and what sort of like has to get out in a weird way. Um, it's just the lens I've, you know, like many others, it's just the lens I've learned to sort of process my life through. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't really like when I meet people that whose music I enjoy, I'm not like, oh, my God, like, look, I'm like. Yeah, you're doing right. a cool like you're doing a cool thing. I just respect your work. And I think it's yeah. because like most of that's because like I fell into this. I didn't have those like dreams. If right, that makes sense. right, right, right. Like I yeah. didn't have I didn't I did there wasn't like an idea that was painted in my head about like what could be or what would be, you know. Um so I never had starry eyes. Right. Or the like the yeah. desire to be perceived even. <laughs> Shit, I just wanted to right. stand in the back and play guitar. Right. And that's um, why I was so especially interested, you know, in, in, in your experience with that in like specifically. But uh, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like even like. It's a nice compliment. I, like, but yeah, you know, it's like I'm just I'm just a guy that. That's just doing the same thing you did. I'm just I don't know. I'm just also doing it. Yeah, I, I honestly like and I whenever I explain this, like I've done like one or two interviews. Um, mm-hmm. on other podcasts and like where they talk to me about my band which is weird because I do like fucking hundreds of these where I talk to yeah. people about their shit but it's I always try to avoid coming because if you're like too modest it, it's it's almost like alright it's bullshit like don't be so humble that's annoying like it just feels uh, disingenuous but like put off or almost pretentious yeah, and that's but like, ba- so, fucking balance to strike, man. Yeah, just yeah. not being like, oh no, I'm a terrible. Oh yeah. no, I'm a terrible singer. No, like yeah. my lyrics suck. Like no, yeah, I work hard at those fucking lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> like I know and they're like, good. Yeah, I, yeah, and but the thing is, like, when people compliment me, like I've shown the record to a few people, or if they've seen us live, you know, compliments like. I, I take them with grace, you know, but I, I've told people before that, and this is where I'm afraid to sound pretentious or whatever, but it feels, I feel more of like a conduit 
for this stuff than like the sole creator of it. Yes. And yeah, that's a very good way to think about it. I'd say it's one of the healthier ways. Because uh, like you, I don't have B sides. I don't sit down to write that much. It's, it's when something comes, it's like zero to a hundred. It's like all or nothing. Like, okay, this is an idea. And this is like the idea right now. Absolutely. Shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, Two months will go by. I don't write anything, and because it's just not there. Yeah. But I don't know where these things come from. I mean, obviously, like it's an amalgamation of all my life experiences, but like I don't really feel like I have much of a say in when it comes out, and therefore, like I don't know that I'm really working hard. You know, mm-hmm. I work hard on the lyrics for mm-hmm. sure. There's like a million drafts and redrafts, but like the songs themselves, like I don't know where these sounds are coming from. They just I've never thought about like a melody beforehand for like the guitar. It just kind of comes out and then it's weird. So I, I can't, I feel like I can't really take full credit for it. So it's a weird thing. Inspiration's yeah. neat, man. Yeah. You know, you, some folks, I remember there's this, e, there's a story on the Eagles documentary about, um, oh, I, I think it was, that. what's that? I got to watch that. It's I good. That, that's a good one. Like I'm not a super, I'm not a crew actually. I think I just hate Hotel California. That just might be what it is. <laughs> um, but uh, and that Summer of '69 song. Isn't that Brian Adams? Yeah. No. The oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. Not Brian Adams. Um. Uh. Boys of Summer. There we go. Oh. I don't yeah, like that. that. Yeah. I don't like that song. And I think it's it's just because of the the t- the drum tones of the '80s. Like everything was <laughs> yeah. so hollow. Like, and I uh-huh. get it. He'd been playing in the fucking Eagles for like. A decade, you know, right, just right. killing it. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, there's a story in there about how uh, he used to live upstairs from Jackson Brown. And he said every morning Jackson Brown would wake up, he'd put on, he'd go downstairs, he'd make a couple, he'd he'd hear him like, he'd hear the tea kettle go off, he'd hear Jackson sit down at that piano and play like the same damn song for like an hour and a half, like working out like the the whatever. And yeah. then he'd he'd take a break. He'd go make another. He'd hear the tea kettle again. He'd sit down again. He's like, I must have heard "Running on Empty" seven hundred times before, yeah, before he played that song for anybody. Um, and like some folks are like some folks hone that craft of song of songwriting of like writing a song. And I I, I don't know. I've just never. Uh, I do find that like once I have a good set of ideas. Like I like I'm like all right. Here's like a chunk, like a some yeah. things that are like sticking to me. Um, I'll start to diligently work on work on them consistently at least like once a day for a couple minutes. Um, but I do find that you know yeah. I tell people like with writing lyrics, um, it's like if you're having trouble writing, like just sit down, sit down and write for like five minutes and then stop writing. Yeah. You know, just sit down and play with some ideas. You know, and then yeah. keep doing that until you feel that pull to spend more time writing. And then, like, maybe add five minutes to that. Like, right. wait for that pull. Wait for that just little bit of pull. And always, like, cut yourself off. That way you can create a boundary of, like, all right, I'm done thinking about this. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Because yeah. what often happens is when we're tr- when people are, like, trying to write. And I find that, like... You have to try to write way less when you get better at listening. 
Mm. Um, which is, it's like, it's sort of like listening for inspiration in a way. Like you're just paying attention to what like tickles your ear or your brain. And you kind of write that, write that down. Um, like immediately or like record it right away. And then the stuff you don't forget is usually like the stuff that you should be working on. But, right. Um, but yeah, some folks like they do that shit every day. I just like, yeah, I, yeah. Like I, I, I've never been, I've never been good at just being like, I'm gonna put together a song now. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, yeah. People usually like will burn out by trying to do that, and then their brain starts to like negatively associate with the writing process. So now your brain's yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna be frustrated. This isn't gonna go well. Um, right. And then it's not going to go well because you're like, why the fuck can't I write a song? It's like because you're not supposed to write a like because that means that songwriting isn't what you're doing. <laughs> like you know, you're trying to write a song, but you're not like a songwriter. Right. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I feel like I also feel like being a musician is a different thing than being a songwriter uh-huh. than being like a than being or saying like i'm a singer it's like no i i i sing i wouldn't say i'm a singer like yeah. i sing these yeah, songs i don't <laughs> sing any i can't sing any song yeah, I yeah can't, i'm not doing like, many guest vocal spots <laughs> well like i could do that but like covers and other stuff like i'm not a technically proficient singer it's like yeah I that's, invented, what, that's what i mean you're not doing like uh session vocals or anything other like, shit you know? yeah 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 um but yeah, I like that's how I find that like uh, in in a couple of I've done some like uh, sort of like one on one songwriting uh, like workshops with people. And what I find is that, yeah, it's like, yeah, I sit down to write and I'm trying to like write. I can't write a song. It's like, well, what do you need to write about? Like for you yeah. got to figure out what you need to say first. Yeah. And so we go through like a. You know, so we go through like an emotion wheel of like, all right. So like first I'm like, all right, how am I like, how am I feeling? Like, yada, yada, yada. It's like, so first you, you know, start talking about, you're like, I'm angry. It's like, no, you're not angry. Like then the, the emotion wheel branches out to more specific yeah. emotions. It's all right. Yeah. Now we're getting down to like how I actually feel like what's actually going on. Something specific that we can make mm-hmm. visceral to the person reading or listening to what you're saying. Like, then you can start to create some, like, imagery. Like, once you know how you're actually feeling, not like, I want to write a song about a girl. It's like, no, you want to write a song about this feeling that you get when you look in, when you, like, meet up with this person to go to eat at Steak and Shake or whatever on a Thursday night. And, you know, it's like, the more specific you get, it's like, there's already a paint, a picture being painted. (laughs) Like, the more specific you get into the thing you need to write about, like, it almost starts to come out. And they're like, okay, yeah. shit, this is what I need to write. You know, and that, that, yeah. But at the same time, our brain has this, we do not like vulnerability as, as a former members of the food chain. Um, <laughs> occasionally one, a couple gets us, but we're really killing ourselves way more than anything else these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as, as a former member of the food chain, we hate vulnerability. So when we start to write, when we like when we start to write something that starts to make us feel vulnerable, our brain goes like, 
why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. They're never going to love you. <laughs> like, yeah. like all that shit. So, you're, right, so you're like, I'm not, I, don't, I don't like feeling this way. I'm not writing about that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to be more vague than that. But uh, like, as I, as I say, like, and I know this is a random tangent, that is always the surest sign that you are onto something worth writing about. Yes. Yeah. If you are writing to express yourself rather than entertain or just get better at songwriting, like, cause those are different right. things. Um, like if it doesn't scare you a little bit, I mean, you're probably not yeah. really a whole lot. It's like, that's where the gold is down in that dark cave. You don't want to go into. <laughs> right. It's right. wet and it sucks. A, and you don't really know how to get out. <laughs> there's a quote. It's like the, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. I don't remember who said it, but I remember hearing Absolutely. that. Yeah. That's usually, and that's like, does it, that sounds so, the thing about quotes that I hate, even like though I have cookie. several, what's that? Sounds like a, you get it on a fortune cookie or something. It, it, well, it's it's all before and after. You know, there's no process involved in quotes. Right. It's like, you, like, typically speaking, it's usually like the treasure you seek is in the cave you're afraid to enter. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not. It, I'm still afraid to enter it. I know, man. Yeah, that was the problem. I know. I know I'm scared. <laughs> like the problem wasn't. Right. Oh, it's because you're afraid. Fuck yes, I'm afraid. Like that. Uh-huh. The fear is the problem. I know the fear. That's usually what most like motivational quotes is. Like you know, you know what your problem is. Your problem is this. It's like yeah, that's my problem. No shit, dude. Like, no shit. Are you? Do you want to help? Yeah, well acquainted with the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe like a solution or maybe you want to hold some space for my emotions while I grieve this issue. Like all those things. Yeah, it's usually just like you just got to get up. It's there's just so much bullshit bootstrap bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. It's such a yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, But yeah, it's a. uh, it's the life out there. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. Talking about, well, oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about creativity and writing and rambling. Yeah. Well, you were talking kind of about like, you know, helping people write songs and finding an idea. And it made me think like, I think I got better at lyrics or that lyrics, they started to feel better to me when I stopped trying to make linear sense about like, an entire describe like an entire scene like the menzingers do or something like that like i mean those are good but they they speak they describe a scene like i write a bunch of lines that are like not necessarily connected but they serve they make me feel all a certain way there's like a common feeling not common subjects necessarily there's the there's the uh there's the word feeling yeah you know what i mean like you you're the way you express yourself may not be through like the way you just the way you described like the way the Menzingers sort of write stuff by like linearly describing a scene in, in your words. I haven't listened to a ton of the Menzingers, um, but uh, but um, it almost sounds like how we emotionally orient ourselves, because like the way we literally orient our, ourselves is like some people are landmark based and others are like based in a different sort of sense of like literal orientation. You know, mm-hmm. like when you give directions, like yeah. You're like, all right, you're going to want past the the uh, the burnt up trailer, turn right. Once you get to the gas station with the dinosaur out front, you make that left. <laughs> and then like yeah. I'm three blocks down. I got a tree in my front yard mm-hmm. um, and a blue car in the driveway. Like others are like, you want to drive three miles, 
Then you're going to make a left on 22. Then yeah, you go east or something. Four <laughs> blocks until you get to Mardikville Highway or whatever. Um, yeah, so it may be just a, a way that you orient yourself like your, like, orient yourself differently that way. And that's like part of finding your own voice and sort of relying more on relying on the way you feel things, the way you experience your feeling and the thing you want to write about rather than trying to emulate somebody else's. Yeah. Um, Like I have ADHD and I kind of have learned to use that to my advantage instead of like trying to emulate like Connor Oberst or something and like write straight up poetry about things that all kind of make sense together. Like, I have a bunch of like I'll I'll be I'll just be feeling a certain way and I don't even know what that feeling is until after I've written like three four stanzas that are loosely interconnected by that feeling and then I can it's fun actually because I don't even know what the fuck I'm writing about and then yeah afterwards I'm like oh there's like there's a theme here like there's uh, like subconsciously like we we seek out patterns and like or we don't even have to seek them out they're just there. You know, if you just open yourself up and just let whatever wants to come out, come out. Mm-hmm. And generally, it's the things that come out in a particular session are going to be connected because yeah. they're all unified by that feeling that you were having. Yeah. Two, like just two thoughts. You got to play your instrument. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, I, I use this to my advantage or I like I figure out how to do it this way. It's like, yeah, you got to play your instrument. You know, you're not playing somebody else's, it's yours. Um, so f- figure out how to play your instrument. Don't worry, like, you may yeah. very generally learn how to play, an, like, the like your instrument generally by looking at somebody else. Be like, okay, words go in this vague order. Like, I shouldn't, right. like, songs about poop are probably a bad idea. <laughs> like, or like, Unless you're Kanye West. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, socially, like, you're okay. Okay, there's, so, like, okay. All right. Um, but, yeah, that's, it's very, it's very accurate. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you play your instrument. And then the other thing was, you were talking about, and you mentioned feeling, which, again, it's always just, it's, it's so key. That's how, that's how it works. Oh, and you were motivated by the process. The process itself in sort of when you were saying, like, when I sit down and I write and I, and I, uh, and like, I often enjoy it. It's like, yeah, because you're like, you're motivated yeah. by the process of what's happening rather than be like, at the end, I'm going to have something I can sell or that I'm like right. done with or like the transact, like my effort equals this thing at the end. So like, it's yeah. not transactional. You know, that's why people, that's not why people, it's a reason that motivation doesn't last. Why people often stop going like to the gym or whatever, stop moving yeah. um, because it's, it's transactionally motivated because you're doing something you don't enjoy mm-hmm. for an ideal that you don't actually want. You're just trying to meet up to someone else's expectations of you or yeah. societally perceived expectations of you. Oh yeah, um, I'm saying that as a, per, a former gym owner. Um, so it's uh, once yeah, it's 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 very hard to stop doing that. It's oh, yeah. one thing to know all of it's happening; it's a whole other thing to like stop. It, and it doesn't all happen at once. It's like 
You were like, I'm going to quit sugar and meat and caffeine and gluten and dairy yeah. all tomorrow. No. Nope. Yeah, dude. Okay. Not a chance. <laughs> Stages. Step it. You don't leap over a mountain one step at a time. Like, yeah, that's the other bitch of it is like so much of the simple trite stuff is annoyingly true. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, why are we like yeah. you knew this millennia ago? Yeah. We've known this for so long. Yeah, it's like, like it's so a frustratingly lame expression. <laughs> it's it like it's live, laugh, love. <laughs> but it's it's right. But first it's coffee. fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's true. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's could be really fucking annoying. I mean, like because sometimes uh just straight up tried and true cliche is the best explanation for something but and it's you so don't want to admit it because it's right there on the shelf at walmart because, <laughs> they, try, you down. because they try to i think if they did it there should be like the the complicated end of it on the back of it yeah <laughs> but also it's gonna take way longer than you wanted and you're probably gonna sacrifice <laughs> a lot more than you intended when you started out and maybe like like that's the fine print they don't put it's the like, fine print on any of the quote stuff photo of the whale tail coming out of the water like the motivational but it's got like mm-hmm. a paragraph underneath yeah <laughs> look man this is really hard we're fucking up the system at large here we got to tail it like <laughs> yeah I, it's because like we know there's more to it than that and that's the thing about those neatly packaged yeah things you know it's like yeah. the, like live level it's like yeah i like i ideally like yeah like we're working on that it's sort of the we know there's so much more process than there is result in life, but we're yeah. our whole way of living is based on result rather than process. Yeah, um, sometimes like recognizing again, I don't know better than anybody else. I'm I'm a victim of this uh, this whole sh- ball and shebang. Anybody? I'm not better than any. Yeah. God damn it! The last thing I want anybody to think is that I think I'm in on something that others aren't, or I'm better than them. Everybody right, right. already knows this. We're just doing all we can to forget. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you could be, you could have like a really in-depth understanding of your own tendencies and still be no closer to being immune from them. Oh yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you can know what's stabbing you and you're still getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's yeah, almost it's like, a, like discouraging sometimes to to have this deep understanding of it it'd almost be better to not understand it because then at least you wouldn't feel like dumb for not being able to stop it <laughs> i would i would say that the feet like you know earlier like feeling wrong feels exactly like being right so feeling mm-hmm. dumb about something is the first steps feeling dumb is a sense of vulnerability a sense of vulnerability about something you didn't yeah. previously know that you think other that you think other people knew or that other people have told you they already know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're under the trap of like, all right, you start to feel dumb. That makes you feel vulnerable. You're like, no, you reason back in the other direction. <laughs> like, but that's the very first stage of figuring out that shit. Cause you feel dumb for, you only feel dumb when you realize you're wrong. Yeah. You know, and then you got two, you got two ways to go from there. You can either, rationalize your wrongness or you can act with humility and just be like, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. 
that I mean, God, that's like one of my biggest gripes with humanity is like this tendency to not want to just admit that you're wrong as if as if everyone is wrong every feel day. Good. Right. It right. doesn't feel and it's all it's is it's, it being wrong or is it someone else being right? You know what I mean? It's like, no, it's well for some, it depends. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's the no the idea of feeling right about something, a lot a lot of people don't think about this. It's an act of faith. Yeah. Like it's all like life is an act of faith. Like I'm gonna take this step forward. I'm gonna, you know. Holy hell, there's this. Let's bring up Richard Rohr again. Richard Rohr tells this story about he goes to this like, uh, like spiritual or like religious conference, and this sort of like um, this scholar that is very familiar with the Old Testament, and it's like sort of like original, original text and intents and so on and so forth. Just this like very scholarly person is giving a speech and is talking about, you know, and uh. He's basically saying, like, you know, like you, you talk about, like, you've ever met like a Jehovah's Witness, and they're like, "God has a name; it's Yahweh," and, and yeah. whatnot. Like, if you've ever been at a bus stop in Montgomery County on a Saturday morning, um, <laughs> that's that's where that's where you'll meet them, um, or, <laughs> or or they do delivery. Um, but so anyway, so this person, uh, and that's and they're like the way that's pronounced in its original pronunciation is actually an inhale and exhale. So like, yeah, it's like, like that, like every moment is a breath. Like every moment in life is an, is a, is an act of faith. Like you inhale yeah. on the faith that your inhalation is not going to be toxic air. Right. You know, like every, yeah. you know, you step, you step with the faith that you're, you're not going to like step in a hole. That's why stepping in a hole or like, you know, when you go to sit down on something and it was yeah. a little lower than you thought. Oh, I know. That exactly lowering is yeah. an act of faith. And yeah. when you, when it's like that, realizing like, oh, shit, it wasn't where I thought it was. Like it wasn't where I believed it, where I believed it was. You're like, oh, shit. Like there's that jarring, like a <laughs> sliding door or something like you don't realize yeah. how aggressively you're doing something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you were faithful to your vision. Your vision was yeah. telling you like, exactly, yeah, I believe that that that's 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 nothing and not glass <laughs> you know so so much of that is like so much of that is just wrapped up in in our daily lives anyway like without even without even realizing it you know we act there's so much upon faith like i think that like humanity is based on mostly like consent and good faith yeah consent and faith you know like we're the we're, we're one of the not only the idea, it's weird to think that, like, I used to believe that we're the only species that, like, actively practices consent. But I've also, but mm. I've since then started to believe further that, like, we just don't know the language of other other species. So it's very, yeah. po like, it's very possible that we are one of the few species that practice consent, like, consent. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Like, you can't know, you know, because we'll, we'll be like animals are exhibiting like parental like behavior or whatever. Or like mating like, dances no, for birds and shit. You yeah, know, be like, like, no, they're we do the same shit, but like we do it. We just do it this way. 
Like we yeah. all have our like it's it's like this is a ritual or this is like a behavior. Like we wouldn't say that about like about like people in a, in a weird way. Right. Like we're, yeah. So but so like we don't know. You know, we don't know if that's just we just don't understand the language. You know, it could just right. we are very good at assuming because we don't understand the language, someone is lesser than. Um, so we yeah. as a species are very are very good at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but who? Uh, who knows? I think it's funny. Actually, you bring up a good point. Like, it's interesting to hear even somebody with a southern accent or something. Like, you kind of in inherently yeah people trust doctors with southern accents less yeah statistically that's insane yeah because they they think they're dumber like our all of our culturing yeah and that's just that's just kind of wild i mean yeah and again like you didn't you i i didn't i didn't come up with that opinion you didn't come up with that opinion you know somewhere along the lines Half my family's got so many hour, accents. So many hours of TV <laughs> or some shit or jokes about rednecks or hillbillies or white uh-huh. trash. And, you know, and you're like, oh, oh, it's because they're dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, then. Uh, but at the same time, like so many of us that are like, yes, yeah, so, like people that are like Southerners are stupid. It's like, yeah, that's as easily as people that are racist think about other races. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's the same. It's the same. Like people are like, how can you be racist? It's like it's the well, same. How can you think of someone with head. a southern accent? It's the same. Like it's just the same. Like up, up, up. Yeah. Oh, they're dumb. Oh, yep. they're less than. Because that's the abstract. Yep. They're less than. That's the abstract in any of it. They're less than for whatever yep. reason. And if, you, yeah, cause if and you're less than, you're probably like if you're less than, you're probably not good. Because the self perception is always going to be like I'm good. Yeah, you always want to compare me, yourself favorably in those situations. Yeah. If you're less than me, you're less than good. Yeah. Because you know, no I'm not good. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm a good person. Oh, well, hey, yeah. dude. Um, what? Uh, this has been a good one. This has been a good one. This is like the longest one I've done. Party and bullshit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> are you... Uh, are you guys planning any tours or anything? Like, for the record? Oh, yeah, or? so, like, we got... You know, what's... Uh, I'm assuming this is going to air after Wednesday or as of Wednesday. Yeah, I can put it out whenever, dude. So, like, uh, yeah, like, so we're going to have a new record out called Something Heavy on September 17th. Um, the the new song, uh, Something Heavy, is out now on Spotify for you to hear. Um, it premiered along with its video on Wednesday, July 21st. Um and I was at work that day from twelve to seven. Um, but yeah, like it's a it's a great record. Uh, we got a ton of we got a ton of guest vocals. Um, Eric from oh, cool. Proper is on the album. Uh, Tate Logan is on the album. Kaylee from Rivals is on the album. And Dylan from Spanish Love Songs is on the album, as well as Bear. As featured in Dragged Across Concrete, which you have also already heard. Um, yep. Yeah, like, like that's what's going on. That's the official like spiel with the band. It's, you know, nobody writes their best record 15 years in, and I've done it. Congratulations uh-huh. to me. Yeah, um, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, uh, so with the dysautonomia uh, that I'm dealing with right now, like I see a specialist in like a week or two um, to sort of like 
theoretically nail down what I have so that we can maybe come up with a treatment plan uh, instead mm-hmm. of like, hey, you might pass out every once in a while. I'm like, none of your shit works anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. this car is too old. It's got too many miles on this on this body and mind. Transmission. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so like we're experimenting with what that means for like playing mm-hmm. for like touring. Uh, but we have we have a show on um november 17th at i'm sorry november 18th in lancaster pennsylvania at uh tell us 360 um you can get tickets for that at like Ticketmaster online and shit and uh but we do have some other shows uh coming up that we're announcing very soon um yeah yeah uh but yeah i think uh we're gonna be focused on sort of like more like playing in different regions and making each show like sort of a bigger event that's worth like coming that's that's like yeah there's a point to like coming out to it rather than like oh they'll be back in two months it's like no i can't i can't uh i can't consistently get five hours of sleep um for more than three days before i start to like uh literally fall apart yeah um so yeah yeah so it's just like sorting it out yeah you know disability's fun (laughs) or chronic illness i still don't know what to call it it's weird i'm still in that like grieving process of being like what can't I do? Like one of the things is go up the stairs too fast. Like you like right. shit like that. Turn my head too suddenly. Like, yeah. Like turn on a dime. Like, yeah, it's just like little stuff that adds up. Be outside during the summer. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. Well, um, or in the middle of the day, like, <laughs> <laughs> like in the video, like in the video for something heavy, like I have on these big, like sunglasses, like these big blue blockers. Cause we yeah. were outside and like, I physically can't be outside without having to like squint a lot. So oh. I was, I was like having to like squint a lot. And I was like, we're just going to have to blue blocker it up. And I was like, all right, I'm 62. Yeah. Let's party. It kind of makes me think of, uh, you know, Mike Birbiglia, the comedian. Yeah. He, uh, he has this special, I mean, his newest one called the new one. And yeah. it kind of reminds me of that a lot. He talks about like, he has like this, terrible like sleepwalking disorder to where like he literally has to zip himself inside like this straight jacket so that like because he has literally slept walk out of a second story window yeah that's <laughs> that's why he's yeah our our lives have been terrible that's why we're so talented yeah <laughs> that's that's it you know pete I, I, was it pete davidson the other day like i saw some tiktok that uh some girl recorded it was like pete davidson basically saying like Look, if you're having the time of your life right now in high school or college, this is the best it's ever going to get for you. You've peaked. <laughs> like yeah. you're not fu- like you're not funny. You're not going to be good at making music or like art or whatever. He's like, if you like, if you're peaking now, he's like, just fucking get, like no. Yeah. He's like you got to have a shitty early life. <laughs> that makes me feel he's a like lot you got to have a bad experience. <laughs> he's like that's almost always how really funny and talented people are and creative people are. Wow, um, and I was like, it sucks. My college experience. Like it's it's not t- it's not true entirely. But it's funny. <laughs> it it's tends funny. to help. Like at, like again, I'll bring up Richard Rohr again. <laughs> Richard Rohr says that you know, in sort of the the uh, in the path of spiritual growth, if we would put it that way, um, uh, the those who have suffered tend to have a leg up because they've had to learn those later lessons of life sooner rather than yeah. later. Um, yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting paradox. You, know, you get all, one you, thing you, taken you, away, and you tend to be given uh, sometimes, sometimes something else. 
It's not always an even trade. There's not yeah. always a trade, but you'd hope that you could at least maintain, like you know, because I I don't want to say I, I don't even feel necessarily super comfortable saying that like I experienced like trauma because that's like a word that like almost implies a certain thing like but it's all relative my ACES score is uh eight so we're okay (laughs) eight out of ten yeah i'm supposed to be a drunk that beats his wife yeah statistically speaking or dead so like i am i'm not doing any of those things uh so yeah i feel i feel good about it but yeah like everybody has to live in their own life sometimes like little t's my, my trauma therapist said that like you know you can either have big t's you have like one big T or you can have like lots of little T's that add up to a, yeah. that add up to a big T. Like you don't need some horrible shit to happen to you. You right. can have a parent or a sibling or somebody in your life that's just shitty to you chronically for a long time. It still adds up. Yeah. It's like, did it's you like waterboarding? <laughs> did you eat a block of cheese in a day or a week? Like you still ate the block of cheese. It's just a matter of right. time. Like, so right. it all like the math is still there. Yeah. You know, like if you get. I don't need to keep bringing up examples. I do that a lot. Uh, just in general, my wife says I do that a lot. Like I keep like, I do too. Like you don't have to think like, of other metaphors. And yeah, like, so I'm used yeah. to feeling like I haven't been heard. <laughs> like I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to understand. I know you I know you're good. I know you're smarter than me. Yeah. Uh, it's like, but this is just another example with a lollipop and a fruit roll up or like whatever, you know, like, <laughs> it's always like the most batshit stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not really good at crossword puzzles. I'm good at thinking around corners. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I was just, what I was saying is like it, it's when you experience these traumas, like yeah, you kind of gain something and you might lose something, but hopefully you can at least like when you have to grow up too quickly, sometimes you lose some a little that that childlike wonder. Like hopefully you can maintain some of that and still like be silly. You know what I mean? Like well, the benefit comp- is yeah, not like it like not become not become hardened by the world, right? Yeah, the benefit is that. Your frontal lobes stop developing at the age that you, at the age that bad shit happens to you. Yeah. So, so like for some, it's like you're always going to have that childlike wonder because your your brain stop like that part of your brain stopped developing when you were nine. So yeah, you know like <laughs> so there's I, like, I feel like I'm definitely I experiencing some arrested development. Like I definitely like at like age twenty six, twenty seven had like this second wind of youth essentially where well, like is, I decided is... to stop growing up so much and like be more childlike and pursue like selfish, like artistic dreams rather than like practical, like career seeking a better shit. balance. Yeah. You're seeing you, you're, it, it used to be called a midlife crisis and mm, now it's yeah. called a quarter life crisis. And the reason for that is it used to take longer because of the speed of information now, by the time we hit 25, we already know it's all bullshit. Uh, it doesn't take till 40 anymore. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take till 40 to realize it's all bullshit. And that quarter life crisis thing, that notion was established 15, 20 years ago. So it's happening right. sooner. It's happening even sooner now. So now kids are yeah. eight, 17, 18, 19, like seeing that shit is. Like all of the values that were being preached and taught in our youth are not doing us any favors. Yeah, and I think that contributes to like literally zero adolescence. Yeah, like and adolescence is extending now. Like they've shown this in psychological studies that like the the actual like 
life period, you know, there's like the stages of development, like adolescence has been like demonstrably lengthened. And I think well, that's, that's probably something to do with it. I would say that I would I say arms that, are psychology, um, of course, but like, <laughs> yeah, well, if it's, if it's being extended, it's like, well, one, I wonder like what the original comparison is. Um, but like 18 also, years old going to work in the factory, you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. But you don't have a choice. Like at that point, you don't have a choice. Right. We're also, a we're also accounting for or or accounting for like more people now instead of just like Northern European white men. Um, so that that could be a little more involved. Um, right. Well, that's like you know that's how BMI was set up. BMI was just thirteen Northern European white men, and it's like if you're outside <laughs> right. of that, you're fucked. I've been overweight since I was eleven. Like what? Like it's, right. it's cr- like it's 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 insane. I've ne- like I've never weighed less than 175 pounds, usually less than 180, like since I was 17 on. Yeah. You know, it's it's but anyway, it's but it also could be just because like we're not there like the rituals that have to occur. Again, Richard Rohr talks about some of this stuff too. Like aren't happening until later because mm. because it's we're getting tricked into going into debt before we start. Before we start yeah. living. Yeah. That, not, like not me. Cause I didn't go to college, but like know. many, many <laughs> young people are like you ha- like now, like colleges or at least like five years ago, college was like the baseline. Now people yeah. are starting to be like, is college worth it? Like, like immediately, like I'm sure it is yeah. like once you know, like if you know what you're doing, like if you know what you want, but like, if you're just like, I don't know, I'm going to go because everybody's doing it. It's like, is that worth like what you're that's by far like it's, like, it's a required like, entry for entry. Yeah, that's my like, by far my biggest regret in life is that I went to college. Like, yeah, obviously it, it doesn't serve me to actually hold on to regrets. So I try not to worry about it too much. Like my, my yeah. path's my path, as they say. But like, man, if I could undo one thing, I would definitely undo that because I don't well, need it. Yeah, it's a, it's a matter of like. If you could change how you invested your time, basically, it's like if I could if I could change it, yeah. like I don't regret it happening. But if I could reallocate yeah. that, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, it's really more the debt, you know, like I liked the yeah. I liked learning, I learned a lot it was valuable. But the amount everybody debt- likes learning. Nobody yeah. doesn't like learning. That's the thing about it. We all like novelty. Learning is yeah. novelty. It's just the way it's set up. School was yeah. to train us to be factory workers, not to learn. Right. <laughs> like that, it's, it's explicitly so. Public school, the public school system was made to build factory workers so that you could yeah. stay in one place for eight hours a day and focus on something that you weren't ne- like necessarily inclined to. And you learn the skills. Yeah. Like you, like you know, you tie stuff in. But that was the purpose of it. Um, and now it's like, what's the purpose of it? You know, the purpose. Right of school is to pat to do good in school. So it's like, well, yeah. but, but you know, which again, you get back to the paradox of life, not one, not two, like, yes, you have to, you have to be motivated by the process, but there has to be a greater purpose connected to that as well. Yeah. You know, and if your greater purpose isn't to become a factory worker, or, or to like, if your greater purpose doesn't feel like sitting in the same place for eight hours a day, like, what are you, you know, what are your options? Right. Like, you, you don't, you, you got no other options. 
what they call that if if that doesn't work for you uh today they uh they call it mental illness uh, <laughs> a lot of times um yeah and they put you in like study skills class and things yeah. of that nature um so yeah like you know we try to untrain all of our natural instincts and we realize we're realizing it's bullshit younger and younger but yeah. there are no systems there are no changing systems or evolving systems like education or yada 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 that take account for that or that resolve those issues we're not resolving any issues you know we right. can't we can't fix things until you acknowledge the damage that's been done that's the problem with this with this country and empires in general is that like they crumb they collapse because they fail to acknowledge their past behavior it doesn't sound yeah. like pop punk at all to me but or just <laughs> bands in general um because like you fail to account for and resolve your previous mistakes you yeah. know so like that's the that's like that's what that's what critical race theory leads to like mm. in a good way it leads to the country realizing its mistakes and taking steps to correct them so that we yeah. can move forward yeah until so like that happens Yes, yeah. so we can move forward and like you know, there's a greater equity is achieved, like you know, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, that's why places collapse because frustration from those things right. becomes greater and greater. Like wealth equality, wealth inequality has not been so bad since the French Revolution. Hmm. Like, there's right. been no time when wealth equality has been ha has been worse. And there's so much more money now too. Like obviously, yeah. Like there's so much. There's so much more to go around. There's yeah. there's no need for homelessness. There's no need for anybody starving. There's no need for anybody dying of of thirst. There's like there's right. just like we can fix. We have the capability to fix nearly every problem that faces us. Yeah. If we would accept two things: one, that we are not the main character of the story, and two. I forgot to. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not the main that we're not the main character of the story, and because uh, I was I was wording that I was writing it as I was like thinking it. Um, oh, and fuck yeah, lo lost in my head. Well, I might add that Bezos doesn't need to go to space. <laughs> I am think? actually hoping a, a terrible accident befalls. <laughs> uh, I don't. I would argue we don't need anybody in that ship. Nope. Nope. God. Um, so and that's like that's that's shitty. And I like I don't really mean it. Yeah. But it's okay it's to funny. like it's like cursing. To me, that's like cursing. It's the only it's people actually, are quite literally the, the root of it. Cursing is yeah. like I put a curse on you. I hope something yeah. bad happens to you. That's the exact it's a it's it's just a curse. Also, the people listening this far into the episode, they're the real ones anyways. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to prattle on. Yeah. No, dude. <laughs> I'm down. I'm here for it. Yeah, we're uh, here. But I do have to start wrapping up. I have one last yeah. thing that I... Uh, well, a couple things, actually. Um, but do you remember for when you did Party for Grown Sexy and there were... I don't know what the exact circumstances were, but like basically... This girl who manages my band, her name's Lindsay Marr, and yeah. she she sent fan art to you guys for that EP. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna see if she you didn't send it. it. She gave it to me. Yeah, I have it. 
Oh, you, so you have, I have all that. Yeah, if you go on, yeah, I still have, I have all that. In fact, okay. if you go on Spotify and you look at the canvases for Party for the Grown and Sexy, it's those. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, ha- I have, like, I've kept as much art as I've, that people have made for the band over the years as, as physically possible. Um, cause I've like moved a lot. Like I was homeless yeah. for three of the five years of the band, like of the first five years of the band. Like I was sleeping in the van and people were, didn't realize I was homeless. Um, right. Like off tour. I was like, can I stay here for a couple of weeks? <laughs> like, right. Um, or like, can I stay here for like a week? I'm sure it annoyed them. Um, but I was homeless. Not a lot I could do. Rock and roll. Um, yeah. Uh, rock and roll. How much are you willing to suffer? But yes, <laughs> I do remember that. Um, I can't. Was it Pittsburgh? I don't. I can't. Yeah. I can't remember exactly where it was. But Maybe yeah, Boston? I still have those. I, I think she has some ties to Boston. Maybe Boston or whatever. But yeah, I, feel like I, I had I to give her a shout light out. coming from the other end of the from the other end of the venue. Yeah. But yeah, I have those. We <laughs> use them on Spotify for the canvases. Yeah, yeah, they're super cool. Yeah, it was just when I kind of one of those like small world things because like uh, I met her, um, you know, recently like a little bit, a little bit before the time that Heather hit me up to do this, mm-hmm. and I was like talking about the podcast, and she was like, "Oh, you know, I really like that episode you did with you, me, and everyone we know." And that was like the same day, like we talked about her managing my band. It was just like this. It was just kind of like a cool coincidence, you know? Yeah. There's a Buddhist term for that. It's called tendril. Tendril, it's like, like a, just like ten, yeah, yeah, like, like just the, the idea like the that like life has flower type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, like life is. If there's a center to it, it makes connect. Like you know, it makes connections that yeah. are interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I find that's been happening more and more for me. Like once I actually started committing to like full-on going the music route like really just like doing the band thing tr- doing the podcast and like it, when i when i don't stress it's when the most shit comes to me it's it's amazing yeah. if that's coincidence awesome but if it's not cool i mean either way that's it's been also, my experience you know it's a lot like that can get that's that's good until it gets like abused by people that are like i manifest shit like it gets oh, wrapped yeah. up in yeah. consumerism yeah. and individualism. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, like it's happening. It's cool. You're not the main character. Yeah, I, I refuse to like like none of categorize us are the, it, label it yeah. specifically. You know. Yeah. So it's it's always a, a goofy thing um, when people like try to take credit for it. It's like no, it's happening. Yeah. It's cool. It's good to notice that kind of shit happens a lot more than you realize. If you're paying, like, when you start to pay attention, um, right? Like, if you're like able to, like, if you're able to pay attention to it, or yeah, like, if if you've got the space for that, um, you know, Doctor Manhattan and Watchmen. Part of like one of the things that's always fascinated me about that is like Doctor Doctor Manhattan is like a he's an unenlightened god, so he, like mm-hmm. he doesn't he's a like he's a god, but he doesn't get it, so to speak, um, right. And sort of the process of that, like, like his story in that comic at graphic novels, like figuring out what's going on at the end. He's like, 
he's like, there are so many like thermodynamic miracles happening at every moment of every second of like all of eternity. You lose yeah. track of it. You lose track of how ridiculous and amazing all of this stuff constantly is all the time. Yeah. Cause and it's like, actually kind of the standard to be surrounded by these miraculous things. Yeah. That, none of this makes sense, you know? Right. I, like it's, you know, I explore that a lot on the record as well. Um, and I kind of do, I kind of explore that with the music a bit as well. Um, cause that ties into sort of all this, like all like this record really ties my interests of like spirituality and human behavior. I'm excited and for psychology. it. I'm genuinely so, like, like it's and environmentalism. And so like, it's really like, to me, it comes across as like a summation of the previous seven releases. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Like I, I haven't been excited for like a, a record in a long time. Thank you. Yeah. I hope it, uh, I hope it's, I hope it's what people, uh, I, I don't really care. Like if people like it, like at this point, like it's yeah. done. And to me, okay. like everything worked. So like, yeah. it's like, cool. That's great. Like, I, it's always a nice compliment. It feels good. Like it, it does feel good, but I make sure to not like lean on it too much. Cause otherwise like you start leaving shit out of songs or like, yeah. It's like how people get burnt out with like the grind of stuff. It's like stop grinding. Start like enjoying what you're doing. And you do yeah. that by doing it on your terms. And once you're doing yeah. it on your terms, you're a lot more free um in general. Yeah. Yeah. No. I hear you, dude. Um well, once yeah, you have like the said, ability I'm... to do it on your own terms. Sorry. Some oh, you're good. And that sucks. No. I think, you know, and I guess to like kind of wrap it all up, I think that the thing I'm probably the most grateful for and like the in, in my life is that I even have the ability to pursue something that I want to do, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's Chris Rock said that freedom is options. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not, I, I'm not entitled to success, but I have the opportunity to pursue it and I have the ability to yeah. actually do that like to, uh, to play an instrument and like i happen to get good enough to like legitimately make a sh make a run at it at the very least and if i don't make it quote unquote which like i don't think well, about again, that but like again at least like i had the opportunity it, yeah the yeah. idea of making it is externally defined because well, making it is an expression that's used culturally so it's like defined yeah. culturally so it's like fuck what's making it it's you know, it, that yeah. changes for you, like, like, and for, it changes for everybody in, in it, sort of every sense of the way. Um, but once you, again, define your own terms, it's, it, it becomes easier to enjoy a thing that you also struggle with. Right. You know, like, once you're working, like, once you define your boundaries, yeah. Well, dude, um, I appreciate you chatting with me. I mean, of course. Anytime. I'm I hang um you know yeah dude. i appreciate it's, the uh the flexibility good. i get sick sometimes but uh yeah i'm, I'm very <laughs> excited uh we got like i've i've put more into this this uh this album than uh any before it which is strange because i am somehow right now the least able to do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> physically like existentially speaking um but uh yeah, I, you know, I think um, having this focus really helps 
like it just in general, like having this thing to do and sort of work towards really helps uh, in general, I think, you know, but uh, yeah, I, it's, I'm, I'm excited for the next, for this, uh, for what's to come. And I, I like, I, I just can't like express my gratitude for, for, for everyone, um, you know, supporting what, what happens, uh, what's happening enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I'm excited. Um, well, with that, I'm going to stop the recording real quick. And with that, I did stop the recording. Um, I made good on that promise. Um, thank you for listening. Hopefully, if you made it this far, really, thank you. That was, uh, I think, the longest episode of Invite the Neighbors I've done. It was like two and a half hours over the course of a couple of different days. But, you know, Ben likes to chill, and so do I. I mean, it's not every day you get to talk to somebody that you grew up admiring. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Big, big thanks to, to Ben for, for doing this and for hitting me up to do this again. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I Thank you guys for listening. Follow the podcast. Obviously, go follow at You, Me, Band. Check out their new record, Something Heavy. They're doing a lot of promotion. And, uh, yeah, that's that. All right, see you guys.